No, we'll do it live. Fuck it. Good day, peoples of the internet worlds. Uh, we'll do it live! Ah. <laughs> this is, as you may have already noticed, well, A, secretly timid, um, and this is our first episode, Johnless. Johnless. And, um, He'll be back. Yeah, he will. So, uh, this is Otiano, and I'm here with Megan, and our special guest... Sarah. It's my first time. First time. Sarah. Yeah, yeah. With an H. It is with an H. It's mm-hmm. with an H. Unless I'm in a Spanish-speaking country. I don't mean to give away your identity like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I also want to go ahead and inject this idea in everybody's heads. Whenever we say Johnless, I want you to imagine Glenn Danzig in the opening of that one track, um, uh, Godless, where he's just going, you know, he's like, he, the, the song is literally called Godless. It's the first track on, is it Demon Sweat or, or Thrall or Demon Sweat Live or whatever? Or, any, or it's one of the earlier Danzig albums that has a song called Godless. And he has this like, you know, Glenn Danzig primal scream where he's talking about, you know, Godless or whatever. But I just want you to imagine that tone whenever we say Johnless because it's, <laughs> I think it's the best way to describe it. <laughs> to appeal to a wider audience, we might just say like, uh, we might make a parallel between this and like the, the whole song, Gutless, just because, Gutless, you know, know. Uh-huh. I don't know okay, that everybody, better. Better. I'm not saying it's better. I'm just saying, I don't know. If well, as far as audience so appeal, so many people yeah. listen to Danzig as much as they do. There's plenty of folk that dropped off after Courtney Misfits. Love and her nonsense. Yep. Yep. I, I'm, I'm with that. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I was an early and late Danzig listener. Even we care though, about yeah, everyone. He's kind of a trash human being these days, but you know, he was entertaining. Even though his voice was silly. So how y'all's doing? Amazing. So, so good. <laughs> Amazing. I'm doing so well. Please tell us about how extraordinarily well you're doing. Okay. Thank you for asking. <laughs> My first week of work was a fucking clown show. <laughs> clown show. <Much> yeah. <laughs> first week of work back in Dallas. Back in Dallas, yeah. <laughs> Uh, my first actual week. The week before that was some sort of like orientation right. or something. Are you talking like rodeo clowns or? I wish I was. Oh. I wish I were talking about rodeo clowns. I'm talking about way less professional clownage. Oh, the worst kind of clown. Yeah, this okay. is, these are the clowns that don't know that they're clowns. It's the problem. So like you need to go to clown school, but you don't know you need to go to clown school. Right. To Troubling in more than the usual ways. Really, really so. Because of the, because of the, uh, the nature of the. Do not like your colleagues. The field. No, actually, I I like them. Uh, and and actually, really, there was only one like super clown. The rest of them are fine. <laughs> only one last boss clown. <laughs> yeah, there's there's one there's one final clown. Just the the clown to end all clowning. This this is just, and I I'm not going to give away any of this, but to say that um. That I, I feel like I'm just glad that I'm not a patient at this establishment, and not because, just because of this one person, but because of the general vibe. Yeah, I mean, generally, it's just kind of like a fly by the seat of their britches kind of like, hey, let's tie this together, and maybe it won't fall apart 
nobody's so watching kind of, nobody's paying attention no no Nobody you you think that that um the when i was a kid i thought that there were this there were these adults that like knew how <laughs> shit worked adults. and it was like oh you know when i when i get there and i meet these people i'm gonna be like oh yeah that's how it goes Nobody knows what the fuck is going on. Not just in my workplace, but just in the world in general. I'd like to say that I have observed that that nobody is steering this ship. <laughs> Can we just hard zoom out for a second on that? Because that's a concept I think that like a lot of people believe in the the entire idea of like there are adults in the room or there are there's someone something. That's that's one of the reasons why conspiracy theories are so, are so attractive. Is because that implies there is someone that has a sort right. of a plan somewhere out there. Nobody that is that organized. This is, I mean, there are there, no, no, no. Think? <laughs> there, there are people that that are that organized. They're just entirely fictional and only exist in like I don't know Buffy the Vampire Slayer with the first evil or like yeah, no, they're not you know real. on like uh, uh, twenty four with Kiefer Sutherland or whatever the hell else. That's where they exist. They exist literally or Spectre and James Bond films. They exist literally nowhere else. Well, okay, low-key, the Koch brothers are pretty good. I got them close, but whatever. My point is that, again, with the, with the hard zoom out, I agree with you entirely that everybody's kind of looking for this expects. heroic yeah, – expects. expects, yeah. This, this like heroic image of like who the adults are or who's in charge or people that actually know what they're doing. Or at least a rational hierarchy. Yeah. That makes sense and that we yeah. can all believe in. But it's 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 inept turtles all the way down. It's 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 <laughs> yeah. turtles. But please continue. I'm sorry. Speaking of turtles, oh, uh, I don't know if I told you guys this. Did you guys know uh, that there that we have a uh, an urban tur or uh, not turtles? Um, God damn it! Uh, an urban beaver population. Did not know that here. Uh, in yes, Dallas. in DFW, we have um, yes. we have animals. I'm going to resist making yeah. so many poor, 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 poor no. taste jokes there. But go ahead. It goes without saying. Yeah, just thank you. I'll, allow it will remain unsaid. It will. It will. Allow people to infer. Let me uh, let me just tell you how I came to this realization. So, so I was driving around at lunchtime because I didn't have anything fucking else to do because I still can't get into the computer system. And I was near the zoo – and you can laugh. Sarah is it actually dying makes me look better if you, if you laugh her, on my her, not her both using the word came and fucking anything else to do in relation to urban beavers. But continue. Oh, you're a child. <laughs> I am. So I was driving around near the zoo and I I'm it, it, th and this is a, I think I was on Clarendon actually. And on the other side, on the opposite side of traffic from me was this lump in the road and first i thought it was trash and then i thought like oh christ it's a dog i can't look but i can't drive with my eyes closed that's a problem for me pretty frequently huh. like i can't drive with my eyes closed and uh and i drive up closer to it and it's a fucking beaver hmm. and and i don't know if you've seen a like an actual working beaver on, or not like a woman's vagina or whatever you're oh. laughing about <laughs> i like, was working not. on something or a dead beaver oh it was dead okay like this fucking big man. Hmm. Megan's arms are approximately, I'd say, that a meter across. Is right it an ROU? It's a big, yeah. big fucking. It's a like giant dog size. No, no, no. Listen, meter. sister, I'm yeah. telling you, this huge tail like included or just body? Yes, are yes. We, no, are we talking body and tail or just body? Body and tail. How okay, do you know it was enough. a beaver? Because that seems like because it big. had this too really big. wide. A uh, flat tail, and, and, and the tail had been run times? over. Mm. It was just the oh, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Right. So the torso had been run over by a car. 
but the rest of it was intact. And I was like, holy fucking shit, that's a beaver. And then I thought- Did you say, God damn, that's a big ass beaver? No. Okay. Just had to ask. But I'll try to remember that okay. next, next time, time I see one. Got you. And, and so I thought, because my job is putting environmental things together and making up a whole picture, I thought, oh, I bet that beaver came from the fucking, we don't have beavers here. It came from the zoo. Mm-hmm. Should I call the zoo? To say we 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 found your beaver. Yeah. So I I uh I texted my man friend, my special man friend. Not, I mean you're a man friend too. Yes. And you are special, but differently. I understand the difference. Yes. And uh, I was like, dude, do we do you guys have beavers here? And he's like, I don't think so. And I said, okay, well, so I saw this beaver, and should I should I call the zoo? What should I do? Should I? I think I'm going to, should I check the headlines? Like it's going to be like missing beaver <laughs> in Dallas that there's a, that there's a dead beaver. There, there's a missing beaver for that matter. Missing yeah. beaver. Yeah. Whatever. I mean. There's a beaver search in Dallas for that all the time, actually. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, that's. I should stop. That's low, that's low hanging fruit. <laughs> it's too easy. Really. So, I'm trying so hard. You're not. So I don't think you're trying very hard at I'm, all. Yeah, I should stop. So, uh, so he's okay. like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I said, okay, I'm going to look it up. So I looked it up on the internet, and lo and behold, huge dead beaver, huge dead beaver, DFW. I said, the Google that was your search Google search was no, no. huge dead. Beaver. <laughs> no, no, the Google search was native beaver population DFW, and okay. comes up the native beaver population is down for whatever. Yeah, uh, you know you're not helping whatever. at all. You are not helping, Sarah. No, that you're was really helping. good. I hadn't thought about that, <laughs> that until was, she said it. That was that was pretty good. Better than mine by far. <laughs> Urban beaver, but it turns beaver out it's a population thing? DTF. There you go. There you go. Yep. yep. So, anyway, P.S. Long story long. Uh, we've got a. An urban beaver population that lives in uh, these pitiful little streams we find around this area. Well, given this area's um, um, degree of flooding and mm-hmm. or the, the clay soils and so on, yeah. actually it makes perfect sense for there to be a sizable beaver population in Dallas just because – Sizable beavers. Sizable be- You know, I was willing to just go on beavers. past it, but you paused me. Sizable beavers. Sizable beavers. <laughs> um, it actually, it actually makes sense though. Just if because I could think of a Justin Bieber line, I would have put it right there. Wow, that was. But I don't have one. That would have been nice. It's probably the best you don't have one. No. Justin Bieber. Yes, <laughs> Justin Bieber. Why is there? I guarantee you. I guarantee uh, you. There is a porno. No, there's other porn. If you do a web search, there's a picture of Absolutely a Bieber there. wearing a little like sideways cap with like the bangs hanging in his oh, eyes yeah. and so on. Mm. I know that exists. Mm. Urban Bieber population. We do have an urban Bieber population. I'm also. sure that we do. It's rather unfortunate. Most of them are in Highland Park. Oh God, somewhere around can we there. Not talk about Highland Park. It, Suburbs. It makes me unhappy and uncomfortable. But I still want to know what the what, uh, so there is a problem. Or there's just a beaver population. No, I don't think it's a problem. That's okay. the first time I've ever seen a beaver. I'm 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 worried that, if, that that one was so huge. Like num- number one, I'm worried about you know his safety. Well, you, you should be you and your danger. workplace and how you spend your lunch break. Yeah. But then, secondly, <laughs> oh, how what? how large so this beaver was. Um, I mean, because you're like saying it's oh yeah, it was huge, three feet long. It was fucking huge. Yeah, that sounds like a problem. So, well, it was for traffic. Mm. Insofar as um, the the conversation about uh, 
the degree to which we as humans interact with other species on this planet and how we are incur our incursions into their environments and their resulting incursions into ours where you know they were there first and we're like building this thing over here to do whatever thing and um so we have beavers obviously that a lot of folks don't know about but a lot of folks don't know also that um Dallas has a really crazy high coyote population mm-hmm. um like literally I, I used to live uh over near uh, uh Lower Greenville and over there there's I, I'm, I'm I'm guessing they mostly hang out over by White Rock Lake and occasionally just come scavenge uh through the M streets and through uh Lower Greenville and so on and they're like killing people's cats and going through trash and if you're out there at like dawn or uh sunset you will see coyotes just kind of hanging out wandering around like it's their goddamn business and it's absolutely insane so it's i, I find it personally fascinating how like if you disrupt a, a given organism's niche it will find its way into other niches oh yeah coyotes and uh raccoons there's mm-hmm. a uh, an episode of nature about both of those actually like mm. integrating into urban environments seamlessly mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. I, I, i'm really curious about um faster breeding and or faster generating populations like you know for example as as, as uh, something I've, I've just seen but don't have any evidence to back up i'd be very curious to understand more about the insects that propagate a given area after a lawn is mowed you know because you have all these mm. plants that have all these highly highly evolved defenses against like hey we're gonna keep all these bugs away from our tasty innards and so on but then you know suburban whatever comes along and mows his lawn and you see that like exposes the tasty innards, and you see that haze of flying insects over the lawn right Nuts. after you've mowed it. I've so noticed you, that so, actually. Yeah, it, it's a thing where like after you mow the lawn, the bugs are like, "Woo, party!" So I wonder like how many other types of secondary and tertiary evolutions have taken place as a result of human interaction, and how we are altering the environment in ways we can't perceive. I mean, there's obvious ways: global warming, et cetera, et cetera, but. The other, um, I can guarantee you there's someone out there doing PhD or graduate work in the specific field of, um, um, uh, human other organism, uh, interactions in, in that space. Oh, surely. Cause it's absolutely fascinating, I'm sure. Uh, and pretty scary. It would be disruptive too. Like mm. if you're, if you're, uh, if your shtick was to move into a lawn after it'd been mowed and then. Mm-hmm. And then it gets mowed again. Mm-hmm. You're like a an army brat. You just got to move all over the place all the time. Well, the really fun part is when you get into things like parasitism, because I mean, when you talk about the most highly evolved and specialized creatures there are out there, parasites do so. If you ever want to like not sleep for a week or two afterwards, read Parasite Rex. I've forgotten the author of the novel, mm-hmm. but it's all kinds of fun things like. Um, uh, everybody who's played um, The Last of Us knows about cordyceps. It's a uh, fungus that is normally found in insects where – I don't recall the entire life cycle. But basically, um, a roach or an ant or whatever infect with cordyceps um, uh, fungus, it will find its way into the uh, neural tissues of the organism and basically compel them to um, go to their nest but also compel them to climb. So when they go to their nest, they spread it to other people in the, um, uh, other people in, the, in that community, and then when they climb, they're more likely to be eaten by the target species. I think it's it's either a sheep or some other kind of ungulate, where the actual destination for that uh, for, for that fungus is to be able to um, is to be able to find to be able to to create spores and so on in the gut lumen of that particular uh, um, uh, ungulate that's eaten the insect that's crawled up the top of a leaf. So. 
and then it completes its life cycle when the uh, uh, the organ the, the four legged you know sheep cow whatever poos out the spores and then it gets reinfected and, and then ants cockroaches whatever are reinfected by those spores and that's the complete life cycle. So literally, this thing has evolved to be specialized enough to know to tell it to a go back to the nest and spread me around and b once you're outside you will be compelled to climb and as a result you will be eaten. This is prompting me to ask if you know about the parasite that the tongue one no the suicide one oh well is this is this in cats yeah with uh what's what is it oh god uh, cat scratch fever also known as this is not in in parasite rex i I believe they do mention it i think maybe they don't toxoplasmosis toxoplasmosis thank you toxoplasmosis gone should have asked you (laughs) exactly there you go yes always go to me for parasites i got another one for you after this (laughs) another parasite how it makes i think it makes men more aggressive women more promiscuous i think as well it has all kinds of subtle behavioral effects on people that sounds like a a very good opportunity for me. <laughs> hey, there you go. Just own some cats. It'd be fine. Sorry, it's toxoplasmosis. I, there's but, nothing I can do about it. But it also makes certain people... I mean, I, I, please, don't 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 misquote me on the nuances. I just know that it affects behavior. I don't recall if it makes people... Which gender it makes more promiscuous and or which gender it makes more likely to stay inside. Basically, it has a number of effects on uh, human behavior. It's not the first um, uh, parasite to do this, and there's a number of others that do the same thing. Um, but I'm sorry, you had something you wanted to say about other parasitical cool stuff. So I don't want to. Um, uh, I'm totally not my train of thought. So please go ahead. Okay. Uh, there's one called uh, Simothoa exingua. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's not. I'm not pronouncing that right. A tongue-eating louse. Oh, have you guys seen that? It's there's actually isopod. a horror film about this. Yeah. So there's. Have you heard about this? It's an isopod, like. Um, Kind of like an insect, but not. Kind of like a... Aquatic insect-ish. Uh, how, how small? Kind of like a lobster. Finger size? Oh. Little... No. Not a, a little, parasite. Little, ting, little teeny guy. Okay. Like, like, like this, well, right? Like pinky. Like <laughs> that, right? uh, it's a parasitic isopod. Mm-hmm. And I pulled it up because I wanted to pronounce the name right, and then I fucked that up, too. You have a creepy-ass picture of the fish with mouth open? Uh, I can get one. Yeah. So what it does is uh, it gets into the fish from the gills... And then it makes its way to where the tongue is. So it goes to the back of the tongue and then it starts siphoning blood from the tongue until the tongue shrivels up, the tongue of the fish shrivels up and it falls out. And then the parasite replaces the tongue. It is a parasite. It, mm-hmm. it actually, you know what it looks like is a fucking like alien from alien. Is it, it looks like-, like a baby, um, sea cow. Uh, what is it? Come on. Sea cow manatee? Yes, it looks yeah, like a baby gotcha. manatee. Replaces the tongue. And it's got a little face. And it just like So if you like out. if you like open the mouth of one of these fishes, you'll see that little mouth smiling up at you. Yeah, it's kinda it's, creepy. It's fucking disgusting. That is like alien. And it yeah. uh, it breeds it breeds on the tongue and it makes more. Mm. And then those um eggs or whatever the fuck go out into the water and they infect other fish and replace the tongues and it's fascinating it is i'm so curious gross. about fish consciousness in this scenario <laughs> i am the fish too, is going what the feelings. fuck is going on or, or not weren't there recent uh, studies that suggested that that fish are actually sentient beings and well dolphins for sure we're talking about mammals versus non-mammals that's a whole other no, no, story i'm talking about fish uh-huh. fish 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 there's a horror film about like basically again what if this was to jump to humans much in the same way the last of us is about what if cordyceps was to jump to humans uh there is a horror film called i think it's called the bay 
What is The uh, Last yeah, of Us? Because that's it. the second time you've mentioned it. The Last of Us is an about. excellent fucking video game by, uh, I think it's Naughty Dog Studios, same guys that did um, uh, the Nathan Drake series. But basically, it's you, escort, uh, you um, this dude and this lady in the middle of the, the apocalypse generated by cordyceps jumping to humans. And so people, you know, having spores growing out of their heads and stuff and communicating via echolocation and all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, it's two of them. You say it in the mic. Oh I want to hear your God. At first, I was like, "Oh, adorable! It's a nativity scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the Holy Mother and her little baby." And uh, I'm like, "Oh, wait!" It is actually horrifying. Yeah, yeah. it's so a fish she, mouth. So she's generating more. Yes, in this photo. Oh, yeah. Wow, fucking gross, dude. Yep. And what is? I mean, so I also know about this, like the subtitle here. So it says. Simathoa exigua meet the sex change. What's the rest of this article about? Um, Do they cause the fish to change sex? What? No, no, no. I was gonna say it sounds creepy. Themselves, like they can, they can go from male to female, as I understand it. Like, well, anyway, there is a there's a horror film about what if this if that was if, if organism was capable of replacing human tongues in the same fashion. And it turns into this kind of zombie style scenario, and it's called the Bay. It's a, it's pretty poorly produced, but it's cute that they decide to take the concept that. that way. It's not that bad actually. It's, well, it's as far as like horror films go, I know you have pretty high standards for horror films. I don't actually. I'm I'm, I'm pretty accepting. Megan, you have high standards for horror films. Well, I mean, just in general for life. I have lots of really high standards. <laughs> the point of the matter is that I personally thought it could have taken that uh, – it turns into basically a zombie slash the thing clone towards the end as far as who is it versus who isn't. Or, or not even the thing, but like the puppet masters type thing. It doesn't get nearly as visceral with the 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 mechanic as it could. But still, it's fun if you're into that kind of thing. And, and I'm definitely into that kind of thing, but it just isn't quite capitalized Does consciousness on it. change? Like, does the does the parasite control the host? Yes. Yeah, okay. but, yeah. So it turns into a who who is it, who is not it, because they can the, the parasite mm-hmm. is able to mimic the host type of thing. Mm-hmm. Which the, is the mm-hmm. thing is a good. Uh, that's a good comparison. The, the, the thing is totally what started the entire which one of a, a who is or is not it phenomena in horror, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons why it's one of the best goddamned horror films it is ever. Very good. Mm-hmm. I saw it the mm-hmm. other day. Again, yeah. yeah, it's it's one of my all time favorites for that reason. If, you, if you've not seen John Carpenter's The Thing, um, even if you're like a little squeamish about horror, yes, there are a couple of jump scares here and there, but psychologically, that film is a master's thesis, doctoral thesis, even of just the analysis of fear and paranoia in a given environment and what people will do. Actually, I should show you this. I, 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 there's a piece from my show me years ago where it takes the entire film apart from the perspective of, or at least it shows it from the perspective of the creature. Just trying to achieve oneness and trying to communicate with the species. Just doing its thing. Yeah, just to, like why aren't these people understanding that I'm trying to understand oh, them more? Oh, that's it's that's beautiful and sweet. sad all at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, sp- speaking of that, I mean this this parasite that we're talking about, the mm-hmm. Simithoa, it's kind of like a little pet. It's like, <laughs> yeah, like a little, little mouth pet. pet. It looks kind of adorable. It yeah. looks like a Dr. Seuss illustration. Like, yeah, I'm just, a manatee, yeah, yeah. little baby manatee. So here's the thing, though. If mouth that, cavity. If it actually did something for you, if it like, <laughs> if it actually did something for the host and didn't just eat your, I mean, okay, number one, you'd be robbed of the ability to taste because it has subsumed your tongue. Yeah, replacing the tongue. What's that's, that about? That's pretty. In- well, it needs the space and the vascularization. It takes its nutrients from both the t- um, both the vascularization of the host and the, f- the food, food the host consumes. In, yeah. So, I, you know, <laughs> I, I guess here, here's a question: what, if if there was a possible benefit from having this thing inside of your face, 
I thought you were going to ask, which appendage would you give up? Well, for, kind of. For their kind of, parasite. Kind of, yeah. What What would you want in return for losing your sense of taste? And let's remind us or remind us that taste is actually and yeah. Let's, I, I let's would be reminded. I would want a tapeworm. Wow, that was pretty <laughs> I quick. I want a very productive tapeworm. Is what I would want. Well, see, make, go on, make go on. me thin. Talk more about that, please. Is, okay. it, is, is that all you want? You just want to be able to eat whatever you want, even Fuck though you, yeah. you, even though you would not have the. I want to be able to eat whatever I want. I want to be able to enjoy that, and then I want that to not affect me negatively in any way. Okay, Megan. I, I I hear what you're saying, but my, my, but the point I was trying to get across as far as what you would lose, though, think about just how much of the tastiness of, for example, one of your favorite foods, cheese pizza, how mm-hmm. much of that is the feeling of the cheese in your mouth, that soft yet pliable, I would yet still get thing. mouth feel, not tongue as is, much. Your tongue is responsible not for a large much. portion of that. Okay, mouth so, feel. so you still so have you're your nose. You're not saying like what tape your nose does taste, you but yeah. want. You're mm-hmm. saying like. Would like, you be willing to go up your tongue? Absolutely, I'm getting my tongue replaced with this creature. So, what make what would make that worth it? Is so, what, what is would this question. what would this creature do for you in return? Because no. a metabolic upgrade that allowed you to eat wherever you want to eat and still get benefits from it, and that that's viable. But are you? But in the face of what you would lose, as far as you would not be able to have the tactile sensation of, you know. Playing with your food in your mouth is because that's that's half the fun of eating right there. Is okay. like certain foods are all about mouth. So texture. if this new tongue could make me the smoothest son of a bitch that ever lived, like socially, <laughs> I think that might be worth it for me. I think I might be all right with that. Though I would I would handshake that. Would you do it for a hundred thousand dollars? No, mm. no, I would not. Five hundred thousand dollars? We're talking a couple of mil at least for that for me. I mean, oh yeah, I eat a lot of cheese. That's pizza. not my chosen. No, no, no. Upgrade, I mean, just but, having yeah. well. Okay. Like getting no benefit except financial compensation. Yeah, that would that would not nearly be enough. That'd be a pretty goddamn no, no. high financial compensation. I, for I me. would want I would want um the exchange would be something some like innate ability that I would Is there have. gonna be stigma if you have like a like a manatee for a tongue? How often do you look at someone's tongue? Yeah, not very often. It also depends what language you speak and how often you have to accent your tongue in that fashion, but yeah. Yeah. I mean you'd have to Stop giving blowjobs and going down on people. No, no, no. You could be. You could. I mean, that's actually an excellent. Wow, that's actually an excellent. That's a question. good trade-off. That would be like, hey, I don't even have to be there for this. You know, <laughs> that, that would be. Wow, <laughs> I, I, I just thought about that, that and um, that might be a deal breaker for me. Ooh, where can I we really find this like parasite? It. I really, really <laughs> I like can oral find sex out for you. So I don't know if I'm down for that. If I would lose the ability to properly give oral sex and or make out with folks without them being terrified this guy's gonna do it for you uh i mean if 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 they if they did it well and or effectively then maybe i'd be down Hmm. that's an important consideration thank you for that you could like totally be somewhere else too like (laughs) well they still have to use your mouth you still have to use your mouth in some fashion the tongue is involved yes I would argue the tongue is more involved in going down on women than it is going on. Well, you saw the picture. Dudes. I mean, he's got if you've little got arms. Two, you if you've got, if you've got two little manatees in your mouth, yeah, I think they've got it. Yeah, I think they've got it. <laughs> That's a good point. Wow, yeah. that could be. As long, as long <laughs> I'll be like reading Moby Dick over yeah, here. As long as and as who like, knows? Yeah. You could probably get three of those guys in there. We don't yeah. know as, for sure. As long as it's not chitinous manatees, no. I, I, I'm down. I'm I know. Down. They got those little arms. They get a little smiley face. <laughs> yeah. You guys, let me know when you're finished. Hmm. Wow, that was. Um, 
That was not the parasite I was talking about. Oh, but please, please tell go us, on. Yeah. Tell us we've, more about we've that. We've each discussed a parasite. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. That's why I, mean, I was Sarah, asking. Sarah, it's you, your no, turn no, to share no, your parasite. No. My parasite, I have no idea what it's called. I just know that it, it's, it's, it's much less fun. Oh, I mean, you also haven't shared what you would do with you, what you would give up for your tongue. Right. Uh, but yeah, the parasite I want to know about, which is kind of a downer, is mm. the one that gets into your brain and makes you want to jump out a window and that you can get from your household animals like a cat. Is that the same thing as Oh, you Cox mean Plus like empathy? <laughs> oh, wow. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> no. I hate – that's the a worst parasite. one. <laughs> the, the worst parasite ever is empathy. No. Yeah. But since neither of you are clearly parasite experts have heard <laughs> the one I'm talking about, we can skip over it. I think <laughs> is, is it the same thing though? Is it the same thing as Toxoplasmosis gondi? Do you want me to know. Google parasite jump out of a window? I think that's an excellent idea. <laughs> Suicide parasite. I want to say it's the same thing because I, I think it's the same All way. right. All right. So that was you answering my question. Yes. Okay. Well, but I still want to know what you'd be willing to give up in the name of losing your sense of taste. What biological and or personal upgrade would you in want order from your to little get, mouth thingy? In order to get... If you had... Okay. You what's have... What's the trade-off? Yeah. That's what I'm asking. What would you sacrifice? Or, or sorry, what would you want in order out to of, get or parasites instead what of you, a tongue? <laughs> what would you want out of that arrangement? No, I, I mean, I, I thought I, I, I thought I said because no. you said, I mean, you were you were saying financial compensation is, and you would be willing to take it for maybe, or you you asked Megan at least. She I said, was thinking about it in, what, in terms of what I would get for, for yeah, yeah, for sacrificing I myself guess, okay. to the parasite, not the other way around. Let me be a little more clear because I, I come from a background of like you know cool anime bow styled like long story. Anyway, um, like hey, you've got this thing living in your brain that may cause whatever detriments, but also gives you all these cool abilities. So the detriment would be you lose your sense of taste and something else replaces your tongue. The benefits would be blank. What would those benefits have to be for you to be willing to accept the detriments? No, I think that that, that was the first thing I said was liposuction. What? That was my quick answer. So, so to, to turn that into a superpower, it would be the ability to control your own metabolism. Sure, and others' perception of it, and that would, and how, and how that beautiful be it. it was, really, and how much perception. power I could wield over them. Huh. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, manipulation really is what we want. Thank you. Of other people. <laughs> Thank you. Much, so, much more succinctly put. I so, mean, more than we already do, of course. So basically, domination is what man, I would need. Am I right? So basically, you want in exchange so for you having a parasite. Powers, so you want the the parasite to give you a killgrave powers from Jessica Jones. Fair enough. So, Check. so there's a a giant parasite worm which had mm. been living inside praying mantis jumps out after its host is killed. Oh, by that video is terrifying. That's not what we're talking about. Though. Yeah, but that video is still straight Let's terrifying. See. Uh, worm eats man's retina. Um, that's a new one. Um, this is six, this is this six is horrifying parasites. Kevin Federline isn't one of them. It's the <laughs> This is a result of your search about headline. parasites jumping out well, of window. The, the search that I, I said that I would do, which was parasite jump out of window. Mm. So maybe I need to. I suggested parasite suicide cats. There you go. And potentially, suicide, and potentially suicide cats. NPR. Okay. <laughs> All right. Why is that a correlation? <laughs> let's, let's see what that does. <laughs> that shouldn't be a correlation. Terry Gross, I'm worried about you now. Well, she's um. Does she's, she have cats? She's really she's cat really. P- uh, I think she's. PRI, isn't she? And then NPR picks it up. Oh. 
You don't I have wonder to if check. she has cats. Cat parasite linked to suicide attempts in humans. There you oh, go. Oh, that's much better. Uh-huh. This is live science. I don't know how. Do you guys always talk so much? It's always like Wild Kingdom on this podcast? No. No, no, no. This it's, is definitely This all gets where... edited out afterwards. No, no. No, no is... all this is going okay. in. All this all is definitely right. going yeah. in. This, 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 uh... I think this is a product of this particular set of individuals talking about right. things more this, than anything This else. podcast is not about anything in particular other than dicks. Yeah, well, have we, we discussed we, dicks, we really? We hadn't gotten there. That was kind of my point. Well, we're on our way. Come I do on. feel much, uh, much more comfortable Parasite discussing- Parasite dick. We, I mean, we did talk about blowjobs earlier, so- I would argue like, that my penis I mean, is a form totally of a kind off. of parasite in my body because it takes mm-hmm. over and says I want these things I don't necessarily want. Oh, so. that's- Hey. Frightening. I'm, Confessions. I'm, I'm, yeah. I mean, seriously, y'all. Come on. <laughs> there's a there's a hotline for that if you want to- Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Let's see. Cat parasite linked to suicide attempts in humans. Um, mind-altering parasite called Toxoplasma gondii. There you go. Has a unique apparatus that is likely used to invade host cells and for its own replication. Shown here, the parasite is building daughter scaffolds within the mother Oof. cell. They got to make it female, those fucking misogynists. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Who knows if it's a daughter or a son or if a it's any consolation, a... daughter cells are a name for a name for a number of things, not just parasites. Yeah, I bet they are. That's your like point. those hurricanes, right? Yeah, this is a this is a man's world, and it always will be. That's why it sucks so badly. James Brown said it already. Hit me. No, the the man's world part. Oh, although that's not a <laughs> terrible. Analog to make there though. I know. It was Good job. Really, it's really. That was, thank that you. Was very Thanks Britney for getting my joke. <laughs> very, very Britney Spears of you. <laughs> hey, hey. Hit me, baby, one more time. Uh, should we talk about something else? Um. Should we do? Uh, uh, how's your work? How's your work oh, yeah, going? Yeah. In in general terms. So work is good. Work is good. Is I, it? I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, uh, yeah. <sighs> I mean, I'm 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 a pretty positive person about you know. Sorry. How, how it's going and how it will go and sort of happy-go-lucky. This last week was rough, right? Cause I got reprimanded for something that I didn't think was, uh, a problem, but apparently it was. And I had to kind of modulate the difference right. between my feelings about, um, the corporatocracy and the corporatocracy's feeling about, you know, customer right. service about and where itself. I, where I fit in. Um, what a great and or terrible word in that it's gl- – I'm glad it exists. We can describe these things. But I'm really sad that it exists because those things exist. Cortocracy. Yeah, I was yes. just trying to be brief. But yeah, that that's basically that's basically what happened. So that was kind of a letdown. But I'm trying to bounce back. I'm trying to bounce back from being told that like I need to pay more attention to customers – satisfaction because you're not in a retail environment i i, I might be and i didn't know right that's uh, the problem i think you actually are in a retail environment it yeah. turns out and that so th- so that actually is what happened at work like this week i realized i'm in a retail environment when i thought that i wasn't was not yeah yeah um so i'm still working that out you should get a name tag Oh, God. I won't. And flair. You need flair. See, yeah. the thing is, is, that, is that I won't wear name tags. How many pieces of flair do you have on? I won't Tuesday? wear name tags. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. I just, I've never, and I've gotten away with it. This is maybe. What about like, um, Sarah, uh, and at the bottom, like, how can I help you? Mm. <laughs> how about that? Have a question? Talk to me. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Dude, that would be fucking hilarious. In the context, you know? Replace all of your lesson plans with Clippy, the Microsoft uh, office <laughs> helper. Mm. <laughs> hey. 
No, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Like, I'm reserving judgment. And, you know, as wiser people than me have said, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> why are you reserving judgment? Um, I'm still taking taking it in. You know, it's just there's been a shift in my workplace. I've been here for six months. I've been in this town for six months. I've been in this job for six months. I've been working with these people for six months. And and we'll see. We'll see. Say, I'm not trying know. to be purposefully vague. I'm just kind of like, ugh. no, you, you should. I, I hope. I hope. Yeah. I hope. I'm moving on. Right. Like I'm hoping I can just bounce back, and you know, um, that this will just be a blip, and it'll be all good, and I'll be happy in my new retail environment. You will. You will navigate this. <laughs> all you gotta do is move from Sears to J.C. Penney, and you'll be fine. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna work my way Jacques up. Penny. Don't worry about me. There you go. <laughs> oh, we're not worried about you. Moving on up. How was y'all's week at work? You said that's a shit show yeah, where you are. Show. Mine is a, a not clown a shit show. show. Clown, clown show. show. Mine is a very well orchestrated and not a clown show, and it's it's chilling in that that's way. That's because it, it's a corporatocracy. Yeah, and I guess yours isn't because you work it's for the a, government. It's a nonprofit hmm. environment. Which hmm. I mean, I'm not God. profiting certainly, so <laughs> I have to assume no one else is either. I I I, I so. I'm going to wedge this in here because there's a little tiny platform here. So if I say something more than like two people will hear it, but just to wedge this in. I thought you said you had four listeners. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. There you go. But the point is. By the way, Joe, I still don't have my Christmas present. (laughs) Maybe five now that John is probably listening. John is definitely listening. So Oh, he won't listen until he has to edit it and then he'll stop listening. (laughs) Joe, so you we have should totally four, four to five listeners. <laughs> Joe, you should totally send Megan a, like a small bag of coal. That would be a great idea, I think. She, you know, she, if she I were really in West Virginia that. still, I could totally use that. Wow. Anyway, so the issue I'm going to awkwardly wedge in here because something I've been saying to myself for ages, but I haven't ever said to like a large group of people, and that is anyone whatsoever that works in government and low key and or high key got mad when the Obamacare website first popped off a couple of years ago. Um, you are a horrible person because you knew better. You knew every single person that's ever been in any branch of the armed services or work for the DOD in the modern era and has hence dealt with NMCI or GD-generated software or anything What's else. What's MCI and GD? Uh, NMCI is a Navy Marine Corps something internet. Basically, if you're on the internet, if you are... Oh, Tiano, who are you mad at? Like, what was the opinion they would have to have had for you to be? Basically, there was this huge political storm that was... And this is this is a super late take. Super late take. But again, I've been saying it to, a, to friends for ages. And they all say, yeah! And I've never said it, like, publicly, publicly. And that is... When after the Obamacare and or healthcare.org website was launched, there was this huge political storm generated by how poorly it worked out and how poorly it ran, how slow it was, and why nobody could log on and get services and outrage. Everybody was pissed off. And among the most vocal people getting pissed off about it were obviously all of the Obamacare naysayers. Sure. And I mean, it's not, I'm not saying there wasn't a problem. I'm not saying the site was not designed poorly. Uh, What I am saying though is a bunch of people were, Hopping on this bandwagon about, about being mad at it and using it as a club with which to bludgeon the Obama administration about the head and neck when they were saying, and this is why we shouldn't be trying to do health care, you know, that's going to help people. And, okay. you know, while I'm still hashtag single payer all the way, um, and even though it was a Republican plan from its, the be- from its beginnings, it was their idea. We just co-opted it because this is the only thing that was going to pass through Congress. 
that's, that's a whole other argument. But the point is, the website was trash. Absolute, unmitigated trash. And that website is what happens when government contractors do anything. Okay. So anybody ever that's laid hands on, touched, dealt with, or worked with government contracting and was, and was quote, surprised, unquote, and or mad about the fact that the website worked as poorly as it did is full of shit because they should have already known. Aren't they allowed to be mad? No, no. You're mad. Everybody's allowed to be mad. I'm just irritated at the cartoonish way in which they were mad as trying to make it a political point when this is the way software works in this country, period, when it's government contracted software. What is the the despair.com poster? It says, um, consultants, uh, if you can't be part of the solution, there's a lot of money to be made. Uh, in being part of the problem. The problem. Yes. <laughs> yes. Really yes. love that website so there much. There you go. Yeah. Whoa. There's also one that Whoa. says meetings. None of us is as dumb as all of us. <laughs> That's probably my favorite one. And so, so true. Because whoever gets shit done in a meeting, nobody. Nobody. Nothing has ever been done in a meeting. How's that, how's that ribbon go? Um, I survived being, I survived being, it should have been an email. <laughs> the number of times I've wanted to hand that ribbon out to everybody after a particularly horrible conference call or after a meeting where it's just like, yes, all of this could have been resolved if the one person that was bitching – and I'm not, I'm not trying to shade them for bitching. You were trying to be the wheel, squeaky wheel that dresses something, whatever. Then email all the appropriate people. How many meetings do you all have per year, month? Week? Oh, my God. I have I have like – I have, I have like at least one conference call per day at my job. Where it's like me and a bunch of other people, at least one. Managers have more than one. I've seen managers literally be like on calls from like when they show up at work, break a for lunch. A meeting is longer than half an hour. Yes. Like the, the higher up execs are pretty much on calls all the time and those calls accomplish little or nothing. Basically, they're there allegedly to make – to hold other people accountable. Mm. But it ends up be, but because it's done so frequently, it loses efficacy. Hmm. So – and Megan, how many meetings do you have? I have four meetings a week, so like minimum one ish a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, at least one a day, and they're all at least an hour long, mm. and they all um, should be less than five minutes long. Mm. What are they for? Are they to make dumb, dumb people feel better? Like, are they? To, are they? To, I guess they're to solve problems. Um, I th- I think that allegedly, it's, it's, allegedly, it's to give. I think this is my this is my theory. Uh, it's to give people the illusion or delusion uh, that they uh, have a a hand in changing things or mm. that their input is valued sure. in some way yeah. which you know obviously it is not if they're blocking out an hour a day for it sounds like that perception is really important so important mm. so so important also they just need to like we drank it all find, sorry there's some in the, no there's some in the fridge go get it <laughs> yeah that's uh, there's also a, a corkscrew in there fuck yeah um good luck to you it's to you know you you've got Eight. I work nine and a half hours a day, but some people work eight and a half. Um, and you know, you've got to find a way to to occupy all of those hours with something. Look busy. That's not why you have meetings, though. Uh, that's part of the reason why we have meetings. I think is is my you know that's my theory. I don't have any. Uh, is it to share information? Is it? Or- 
And to talk about the future? Uh, is it to solve problems? Is it I to mean, bitch? Some, some people think that... Is it to create policy? Like, you've just said it's about people, like, some the perception people that people that have an about, input. Yeah, some people th- think that it's about sharing information and solving problems, but but nobody listens to those people. Because <laughs> everybody else is um, too tired or apathetic to do anything with that information that is shared by the people who thinks that it should be shared. It sounds like everyone you work with is over 40. <laughs> Because because the 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 new Many way them. right like the millennial way is like we will all get together we will group think we will hive think this yeah and together in a meeting collectively we will come up with the best possible scenario I don't I don't know uh, well I mean there, it could just be your job it's not causality but there's definitely correlation so I think it has more directly to do with how long you've worked for this place. Mm-hmm. Um, but the older you are, the more likely it is that you've worked longer mm-hmm. for this place. So I think it's, it's really a, uh, an issue of duration and, and seeing. And you've been there for two weeks. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, effectively I've, I've worked for this entity mm-hmm. for, right. uh, since quite a while for like four years. Right. So, which feels like a lifetime, but. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're smarter than, you know, at least 50% of the people there. Oh, you. Just being conservative. You're so sweet. But it's true. It's probably more like 90%. Uh, it 50. feels <laughs> like that. And then I, I try to check myself like, hey, asshole, don't, don't be so presumptuous. Like maybe these people are really smart and you're so dumb you don't even see it. Hmm. So I wonder. I don't know. I can't really, uh, can't really say. There haven't been any studies done on how much smarter I am than than the rest of the people. Can you? Can you? Can you make those? Can you change those meetings? Do you care to? Do you want to? Do you want to make? I mean, I'm just curious about um, like those hours that are lost. I of probably your life. can do that later mm. when I'm not new. Right. Um, I'm gonna try. And I realize I'm saying this like when I'm coming into it and I have more energy because I've been doing nothing for the past first week. Um, Just gonna, moving to a new city and setting up your house and getting all your right. shit taken care yeah. of. Yeah. yeah. No problem. I've, I've had to redirect most of my energy toward non-work related things. So, like so maybe large dead beavers. Big dead beavers. Mm-hmm. Like massive. Huge. Massive beavers. Not to be confused with manatees, which are small. Right. <laughs> and live in fishes. And manatees. I've been thinking about that a lot, too. I think <laughs> about all this stuff. Potato drawer. That's the corkscrew. Uh, it's to the left of the silverware drawer. Um, so, P.S. Long story long. I'm going to try and make some small changes incrementally. We'll see what I can do. I'm not really a... I don't mean to portray myself as someone who cares a lot about things because I don't really. I would not have said that about you. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. I mean, we've only just met, but then things are, then things are going well. Let's see. Um, what was I going to find for you? There was, uh, there's one about. Are you looking something up? Yeah, there's the, um, these are the, have you been to despair.com? I have not. It's one of my favorite websites. Are you looking up like corporate, corporate shit or well biology, okay. so wild the, kingdom? Like what? What? What's the, what's the algorithm? Uh, Despair dot com is a a company that um that makes you've seen those motivational posters they put up in uh in like achieve. break rooms. Yeah, achieve and shit like these that. These are demotivational. Yeah, posters. these are well. Yeah, I mean. 
Megan, I have to shame you briefly. Reach your potential. Hold, hold on, hold on. Let me let me read my favorite one. Oh, hold the right shame. Ahead. One okay. moment. I will pause. Hold yeah. the shame. Pour the pause. wine. I will pause. Okay, so this one says procrastination. It says hard work often pays off after time, but laziness always pays off now. This is true. I love. Can I get I that, that poster? You can get it. It's on sale right now. In fact, is that a, is that at despair dot com? Yeah, I'll just uh, okay. I'll don't, just send don't, that to you. Don't do that. Don't do that. One of these is for your heart. One of these is obviously a red blend. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Who do you think I am? I was also going to shame you for the fact that you had your Rioja in the fridge. I That's like fair. red That's wine fair. cold, and it's not your goddamn business. That's also fair. You, 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 I've done plenty of folks that put ice cubes in the red wine or put water in the red wine, and you're welcome to enjoy your wine as you see fit. Oh, well, I'm prerogative. glad that you've given me permission you to are, do you that. You have permission to what the fuck I'm you want to do. Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. Number I'm still one gonna give you number a, two? I'm oh, still gonna, number she, one. She did say take a piss. She did. I'm I, still going to look at you so crazy bad. for putting your Rioja in the fridge. I don't give a shit Fair about enough. that. I don't give a number two you, about what you think. You, I'm just saying that ah. I would I would never serve you cold Rioja. Um. I wouldn't. But it's your house, your, your business. If you like cold red wine, that's all you. Oh, well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of us is dumb as always. Let's see. Consulting. If you're not, I'm, I'm strangely, if you're not part of the solution, there's good money to be made in prolonging the problem. I am unsurprised that you love despair.com. Is it dot org or dot com? Dot com. Dot com. Thank you. I'm unsurprised that you profit. love that site as much as you do. It is government. Mm-hmm. If you think the problem we cre- the problems we create are bad, just wait until you see our solutions. <laughs> that one hurts. Hey. That one hurts. That that God actually ties neatly into the, to the thing that started this entire thing. This is really. I should get some of these from my care. office. I really do. Uh, did the, you see the uh, problem? Is that, that, that's too much on the nose. You, as someone who works where you work, cannot have that. that that's just too much on the nose. No, you you have to have this attitude that I have because otherwise you're not going to make it. Otherwise, you're just going to collapse under yourself and crippling despair. Yeah. Yeah. Is it so? <sighs> although they although they pay me pretty well, so fair enough. You know, it's that's like, nice. That helps. Yeah. Should we actually use the hot topic bumper? We should. Yeah. I yeah. Wait. Should, wait. We do, do we have hot topics? I only have one hot topic. Well, you have one, and then we'll just we'll snowball. Go off from of that. there. There you go. So I don't know if wh- that was quick, the right. Quick, while Sarah's gone, play the hot topic bumper. Hold on. I uh, fuck. Where's the? Here it is. Okay. Should we do it? Is it this? This guy. Your gut. Oh, let's see. Okay, we're going to play the hot topic. Why are you guys so quiet? Oh, okay. Oh, we're we're, we're playing. Ready? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) God damn it. Okay, well, fucking hell. It's not a... (laughs) <laughs> it's not a seamless transition that we're making here. You are very good at this. What are we transitioning Man, to? I just I just got you. I just got here. <laughs> it's hot topic and a half or a quarter depending yes. on how many times I accidentally played that. Yes. Hot topic. Bad. So so Otano has a a current uh current affair that he would like to to talk about. If you have one, I'm I'm curious first what his hot topic is. Me too. Oh, um, so I ran across an article that I'm sure will be exploding across the internets here. John is gonna um, have a stroke when he hears this. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> you guys fucking butchered that. Maybe he'll come back then. Yeah, he'll be like, I'm so angry. No more parasites. Yeah, yeah. no more. 
<laughs> you guys talked about parasites for twenty minutes, but, but they were down. so awesome, though. That was a quality. It discussion. really was. I enjoyed the discussion. Good one. So, um, in a new story that I'm sure will set the that has already set social media aflame, and um, probably will make it into a certain auspices of uh, the national media, but not as much as I would like. Uh, so, there's a, a Florida school teacher who was recently outed uh, via an um, article in Huffington Post, which I don't endorse outright, but it's cute they got this scoop. Via their hard-hitting investigative journalism, they discovered this Florida school teacher. Uh, I think she does middle school or junior high. I don't recall. But the point what about What did she get outed for? For running a white nationalist um, mm. um, podcast called Unapologetic. Wow. And it's basically her saying things like, Obviously, uh, why is it we're teaching the same curriculum to two groups of students? If one student is from the is an immigrant from the, from, from the Netherlands, and another student is an immigrant from Nigeria, obviously their IQs are different because you know Ooh, certain races girl. are just not that intelligent and stuff. And it's um and the, the one article in the root was giving her some you know pretty tasty shade because they're like, wait, if you're part of the allegedly more intelligent folk, i.e., white folk, that why is it that you didn't have the IQ to use a different profile picture for your hmm. Twitter alias than for your actual? I mean, not she used her actual picture, and uh, she she has since like taken down that Twitter account and so on. But because she had, she's like, not ashamed of sanctimony. That's she's why unapologetic. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> But the thing is, she had, she had a pseudonym operating for the, uh, for this uh, podcast, and um and a Twitter account for that podcast that was that same pseudonym. Um, but and that comment you just mentioned is not just like out of context. Like, that, oh no, that's that's, that's, that's literally that's what her she podcast. Says. Yes, but that's, that's her, and then, and that's what she preaches. Uh, but not only that, but she also advocated for um other people doing what she's doing, mm. i.e., going into schools with their white nationalist beliefs and or white supremacist beliefs. And doing Changing their best to indoctrinate, mm-hmm. to, to indoctrinate kids, um, and or subvert their views. And basically, when some teacher, or sorry, when some parent started to hear some of their kids spout some wacky shit, they went to the principal, and the principal came to her, and she's like, "I don't know what you're talking uh. about." And the principal was like, "Oh, okay, cool," and dropped it. Mm. So, the the thing that really f- I find the most harrowing and or entertaining about this is this is absolutely painfully overt on an individual level. This is the cartoonish racist thing that the media is going to focus on mm-hmm. and the media is going to go on about mm-hmm. and they're going and she's probably going to lose her job. I would hope so at least. I'm sure and she's out. Run out of town and whatever. And so on. The, the school is currently investigating these allegations. That's no actual, as far as the last time I checked, there's no, you know, happy ending or result to the story. But this is the cartoonish thing that when people think of racism, this is what people think about. They go, oh, look, this person. Sure. They go, oh, look, this person doing this Outlier. thing. Outlier. Exactly. But what, but, but the, the, the conversation that this will probably not spurn, at least that, or, or, or encourage, that I really hope that it does encourage is, you know, the work that the daughters of, that the, daughters of the Confederacy have been doing for mm-hmm. the last, like, you know, hundred odd years. The same, entire same. lost cause narrative that literally is this. But it's not just some run, one random teacher with white nationalist views. It's literally an organization that went through the South and said, hey, let's put up these monuments. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's teach this catechism. Hey, let's make sure that Texas school books look like this. Let's, I mean, and basically the, the recent news stories about Texas school books and talking about, um, uh, enslaved people coming to this country as quote immigrants as opposed to enslaved people. That's, that's Separate the thing from that's, the tough post article. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But that, that's the thing that has been happening. 
But again, no one is actually addressing the under number one that that is. It wasn't just oh look these poor ignorant people. It's what they they, they weren't they weren't. They didn't come upon the racism via ignorance. They, a lot of folk came upon the racism because that's what they were taught by the school systems that they were part, uh, a part of. And. An organized resistance. It was, it was a very much set aside. This is something we're going to do. If we're talking about conspiracies. This isn't even a conspiracy. It's not. It's organized <laughs> resistance. Exactly. So. The South will rise again. Mm-hmm. And that, and, and so I'm hoping that this will inspire a conversation about, yeah, okay, this is the outlier, but what about the thing that actually happened? And as a result, the people in this country that think that way and Maybe get them to examine, if you considered why you think that way, it's not because this is the absolute truth. This is how you were indoctrinated in order to continue to support that narrative, which is plainly and obviously false mm. the second you step, out, step outside the bounds of that narrative. Mm. But again, these are the kind of questions that I don't think the media dialogue on this woman are going to ask. They're just going to say, oh, she's this crazy outlier and not discuss the fact that, as I mentioned before in the podcast, literally in the third grade before we started the chapter – on the Civil War, the instructor of my history class, well, and this is actually in West Virginia. Um, the, <laughs> the, the, which the, makes it even funnier. Yeah. The, um, the ex football coach now turned history teacher, which is another common high school trope that we really need to Yeah, they're usually coaches and teachers at the same time. Which really needs to be examined. He probably wasn't an ex coach. He probably was also history is not that important. I don't recall him. You're studies. probably right. All I know is he, he was the ex football star, which is also interesting. For, for that same oh, school. He was still there. Yeah, that's another whole other paradigm. Of course as well. he was still there. There's a narrative there. about that too. He but was the still point there is. Talk, talking. <laughs> yeah. Talking. Um, but the way he started the chapter on the Civil War was to give the class this little discu- and, uh, uh, discussion about, like, you know, guys. So if you were to go out to the store or go out to Home Depot or whatever and buy a really nice table, you wouldn't mark up that table. You wouldn't mar that table. You'd use nice coasters and you'd and you'd and you'd treat the table nice if you spent a lot of money on. it. So he had thought about so it. What he I'm used a metaphor. Is, so what I'm trying to say is, you know, uh, uh, slaves were treated weren't treated all that oh, badly. Girl. That that's the way mm. he started the fucking chapter on in, the Civil War in the first state that was. First and only state that was formed as yeah. an anti-slavery. Mm. So let, let's. I okay. mean, this is the conversation. And, and granted, you know, this is me in like 1990 something. This is not like when the last Confederate veterans were dying off, and the first big push started to make sure they were memorialized appropriately. This is not like square dancing being taught in schools to perpetuate again that southern culture this is not catechism being taught this is like the watered down version years later the confederate catechism you mean exactly um so again that's the conversation that i really want us to have after this new story that we're probably not going to have such fine tables do you buy tables at home depot anyway (laughs) what the fuck i i'm probably misremembering don't don't say that because it ruins my joke (laughs) fair enough fair enough fair enough there you go definitely home depot fuck that don't buy you remember it countertops yeah tables no (laughs) you go to like i don't know what a fine table where the fuck do you buy nice tables ikea is that it these days (laughs) well that's where this fine table came from how Hmm. is it that i'm in texas and this is people come from like several surrounding states just to go to the ikea here in texas we have two by the way and i've never been in dfw we have two there's one grand prairie now also i have have, have you guys been to the ikea here what get the fuck out of here i told you this is where this is from. i don't that doesn't mean you got this from the, from the texas no IKEA. i absolutely in the ikea. Okay. no 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 from should, this I, one. should i go and is this an important thing oh my god can i be there when you first go am i have you like never be been old... to an ikea i've never been to an ikea <sighs> Is it that much for a religious experience? What? It's better than that. It's an experience. 
Oh my god. Does someone like immediately start giving you flatio or endor cunnilingus the second you walk in the door? It or feels what? like that, but it's not actually what's happening. Wow, that's um, I'm I'm kind of intimidated by just how readily you hopped onto that. That was uh, dude. Okay. IKEA is my my jam, as so, the kids say. You haven't seen the vers- virtual assassination scene in American Assassin. Um, where they're no. like, okay. was that it's, it's in an by IKEA. IKEA? Well, they're in an, <laughs> it's IKEA. in an IKEA. Yeah. What's American Assassin? It's it's a movie oh fancy uh, film about some little white kid getting it's, indoctrinated it's, by the cia exactly cute. yeah or no 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 by the by the middle eastern cia yeah yeah, or yeah. whatever yeah. yeah um i like our segue from like institutional racism to ikea that was yeah, nice i mean that was nice all roads it's all about your football coach's comment <laughs> there you go on the table there you go that's all yeah why don't why don't we go to ikea Pretty soon. But first the bathhouse. We'll have to get paid first. Yeah, and the bathhouse. Ikea is free. So To go there. Yeah, to go there. But you can't coffee. go there and then I'll give you a ride. Shit. I'll give you a ride. I'll you don't ride. have to buy shit at Ikea. Yes, you do. What? You can't. I know they have coffee there. You can't you go there. You can roll through. There's no, like a Starbucks I can't. inside I can't do it. Oh, you can't. Okay. But like you could self-control problems. Oh, we're talking got it. Okay. All right. Well, can we go and I'll buy something? Like the three of us can go and like I'll get a vase you or something. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't do that. You have to buy something. Yes. All right. They also have very delicious chocolate cake. Do you want to talk about the spa? I don't know much we about the spa. I mean, I just I think if yet. we're going to go to IKEA as a group, that would be an awesome, uh, an awesome field trip, and we could take notes and we could talk about it next week. But to balance out the IKEA experience. We might also need to go to the bathhouse. Um, to clarify, yeah. bathhouse uh, is the um, for you. It's the anti IKEA from now on. For you, in for my you, mind, it's the anti IKEA. For you, Dallasites and or DFW goers, we're talking yet again about the glory that is the two Korean spas we have to choose from around here. Wh- which one is the gay one that women can't go to? No, no, the, they are both gender inclusive. The no, no, the, is, there's one that is not. Well, that we maybe, talked to be clear. The difference is that um, Spa Castle has. Gender segregated areas and non-gender segregated areas. As in, basically, the spaces where you can be naked are gender segregated. Mm-hmm. The spaces in which you are supposed to wear clothes are non-gender segregated. You can okay, men and women sure. intermingle. Yeah, yeah. And what's However, the other one? The other one, the sec- from, from when you walk in the door, and this is I haven't been to that one, so I can't speak it's authoritatively on this. Uh, the first one I mentioned is Spa Castle. The second one, King Spa, from when you walk in the door, the second you check in, at that point, all genders are separated throughout the experience. Okay. But there's and another one that is – There's a third only. Well, the second one has a reputation for being a gay cruising spot for that reason. It can be. Spa Castle or King? King, King. Spa. Okay. Is King. King Spa. Which What's is, the other one that's in East Dallas? Those are the two that I've been to. Oh, sorry. I, I, I'm not I, asking you where you've been. I've only been to Spa Castle. I know you know the name of this Spa, place because we talked I don't about know it before. The name, wait, I don't know the name of this place. Yeah, you yeah, told yeah. me this podcast was going to be about local shit. Yeah, so tell is. me where the bathhouses are and I which is which. I told you where the two bathhouses are. Well, you can't go to maybe, this one. Maybe John mentioned the other one because I don't know about no. it. Because I only know about the first two. I've only been to one of the first two. All right. And you guys did clarify. Yes. On one of those podcasts that like both of these places, Spa Castle and Spa King are <laughs> King's Club Dallas. All of that. Ah. Club Dallas. I've not Club been. Thank Dallas. you. Thank you internet. I have no idea what that is. Let me uh well, I mean, we've talked about this before, but let's do it again. Sure. Let's see. I have no so, recollection of this conversation. That, let's go to the the Let's go to the facts. The FAQ part frequently of- asked podcast and or spa questions. <laughs> Oh, Tina, I think you would do fine at Ikea. I'm, I'm not concerned about how fine I would or would not do. My concern is that I have this thing about furniture 
where if I'm going to own something in my house that I utilize, lounge on, put things on, whatever. Like a fine table. It better be, like a fine <laughs> table. It better be exactly what the fuck it is that I want. If it's in my space, it better be exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. And I have very, very seldom encountered furniture that I really, really want that is not either A, ridiculously, horrendously expensive, or B, something that I made myself. And in your teacher's monologue, was the table slaves? <laughs> As, metaphorically, yes. Okay. Oh. Not to say that I need to make slaves, but just to say that, like, I, I literally have made things out of wrought iron for my apartment. Right. Because the thing that I want to exist doesn't exist, so I either commission somebody else or I make it myself. Because the actual thing, like, I would love a pair of, like, super gothy, this should be in a scene in Bram Stoker's Dracula, you know, like, um, this floor candelabras, you know, the ones that's just like, they look like they're kind of lurking in a corner type things and they usually exist in pairs. You see them, you know, again, in Bram Stoker's Dracula or maybe in some fancy Catholic cathedral someplace. Ikea might have those. Um, A, I doubt it. And B, all the ones I've seen are like, you've a never of been G's. to an Ikea. You don't know what they I have. I have searched on the internet for these before and they are you a couple of, and know. they are a couple of G's and Ikea would have them like avant garde. Not actually, actually, I know exactly where you can go to get those. It's on Lancaster. Why won't we Boulevard go or Street we or Avenue. We are totally going next weekend. Okay. Uh, if they're horrendously well, I'm expensive, definitely I'll going buy with them. you because if they're horrendously go expensive, I'm not going to buy them. If they're relatively cheap, I'll buy them or I'll make them. Whatever. Why the is Mr. Boulevard shady? Why wouldn't you go by yourself? Because it's shady. Define shady. But I, I've just moved here, so tell me. Like it's a. I mean. I mean that that part are of there. Negroes there. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> um, there are. Um, Black there are folks lots of- that are always kind of shady, by the way, listeners, just so you know. <laughs> Megan understands this, but I'm explaining to you. Black folk are not always inherently shady. No. But no, is, that's not. not what you meant. That's not what I meant. I know. What I meant is like there are stray dogs mm. roaming around all the time. And I, I love dogs, but in packs, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is where to find the candelabras that O's talking about. Oh, yeah. And also those uh, big, you know, those cha- those tufted chairs that have the really big, like, backs on them that look like... Wingback chairs? But No, no, no. But bigger than that. Like, oh, what? Like, exaggerated. Like, it, like cartoonish. Why have I not been to this place? Alice in Wonderland. Like that's the that I want. I don't know. But Matt I'll, Hatter. I'll, I'll take that's it. That's the other reason why I don't want to buy furniture at Ikea is I'd very much go towards, like, a, you know, Victorian endor. Um, maybe even uh, neoclassical or uh, Art Deco style type thing. And Ikea is all like postmodern type stuff. It's not postmodern. A lot of it's postmodern. They've got some of that. It's like, like Norwegian postmodern. For God's sakes, Ikea is practically a This woman has a degree in art theory. It's Swedish. Oh, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. It's Swedish. Please correct me. It's not Norwegian. It's Swedish. I do not have it. Thank you for the other clarification. You're it's welcome. definitely not Norwegian. Not all Scandinavian white people are the same. Apparently they are marginally <laughs> different from each other. Talk so. about your people. There you go. So check your privilege. There you right? go. There you go. Preach. I will not speak ill of, of those yeah. winter dwelling check folk it. with their, you know, no lips and stuff. That's cool. Right. Right. Um, okay, so furniture shopping, bathhouse, yeah. and IKEA. Oh, so yes. so so the facts, the the frequently asked questions. Uh, I'm going to read a couple of these uh, questions to you, and you guys select the ones you would like me to read the answers. Sure. Of IKEA website, um, go. Let's see. I'm a nudist. Will I be welcome at the club? Can I sleep at the club? 
Can I reserve a dressing room in advance? Do I need to bring my own towel? Will the club be busy on the day I plan to visit? I am a bit on the heavy side and out of shape. Will I be welcome at the club? Okay. What uh, kind uh, of parking <laughs> facilities can I expect? Will there be enough parking? Is there, uh, let's see, that one's not in funny. In the club. Can I, wonder, I bring my wife club. or girlfriend to the club? I want to know about nudies and fat bodies. Okay. Uh, so the first one. I'm a bit on the heavy side and out of shape. I mean, will I be Aren't welcome we at the club? I was going to say welcome Answer. to the average U.S. population. Yeah. Absolutely! Exclamation point. Of course. <laughs> With an exclamation point. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Can I bring my wife or girlfriend to the club? Can I bring my dog to the club with me? I like that those two are like right next to wow. each other. <laughs> wow. Yeah, why is it? Why is it so heteronormative that way too? I mean, well, actually, no. It says girlfriend, so it's by definition not heteronormative. But it doesn't say partner. It says girlfriend and dog. Wife it doesn't or, say boyfriend. Wife or girlfriend. Why isn't boyfriend? And then in it there? says boyfriend or husband. You'll find out if you ask me the answers to those questions. <laughs> well, let's hear the nudie is it one the, first. the same person is asking every single frequently asked question? I don't know. That's a good question. Mm. Maybe. So the nudie person? Of course they're welcome. Do you want to? Do you want the nudist one? I want the nudist one. Okay. I want that. I'm yeah. a nudist. Will I be welcome at the club? Naturally, nudity is permitted in all wet Naturally. areas and most outdoor <laughs> pool areas. Check with your local club. A towel or sportswear are to be worn in all public areas. I like how they started that with naturally. Naturally. Which is the word in Spanish. It's naturismo. Right. For Naturism for, is nudity. For naked words. So that was that was already like naturismo. a fun. Yeah. That was already punny. Duh. I like this place. <laughs> yeah. I like this place. <laughs> they know. So let's hear about the uh, the other bit about girlfriends and dogs, which okay, is so the girl, problematic. The girlfriend. Itself. These are two. Let's, uh, <laughs> can I bring my wife or girlfriend to the club? No. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. Uh, can I bring my dog with me to the club? Oh, this is the gay club. My bad. No. The only species allowed in the club is human, with the exception of officially trained service animals. Oh. Also, I think they should... I mean, I know service animals is a thing. But, like, clarification, no on the girlfriend? Oh, yeah. Absolutely no. Friends, wives, and dogs are right. not allowed. So this is a male-only no, space. You get more of an explanation with the dogs, though. What? Uh, also, the club has a strict policy against allowing members to leave pets in the car during the visit, which I think is amazing, Yeah. Uh, regardless of the season. Uh, can I take a tour of the club before I join? Does the club uh, offer franchise agreements? Um, are you hiring? Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, what is the difference between locker room and dressing room slash cubicle? What is the difference between deluxe dressing room and regular dressing room? Is this King's Ball or Dallas Club? No, this is Dallas Club. This okay, that's club why they're Dallas. calling it Club. Because yeah. I'm like, the yeah. fact they're calling it a club is Can I also- share the cost of dressing room with a friend? Uh, I am female to male transgender. Will I be welcome at the club? That's an important question. Do you want to know the answer to that? Yes. Absolutely. Exclamation point. Then we'll better be. <laughs> uh, I am female to male transgender. Will I be welcome at the club? Yes. All customers must present themselves as male and have current valid identic- identification in order to enter. So Pun. That, hmm? Pun. Pun? Yeah, enter. And, oh, in order to enter. So that, that, that second point is both, I don't know if it's problematic, but I recognize the reason for them doing it. Mm-hmm. But I also can I identify as male and go to this club? This is the point I'm trying to make: is the fact that you have it on your ID means you've reached that stage in transition where you've committed to the point where you've made it legally the way in which you are, you 
work in the world. So that's their way Even of saying- Even if it's not on my ID, can I just go to this club and identify as no, male and pay? No, according to their rules. And that's why I both- yeah, and, Their ID and, and, to, yeah. has to say. And that's why I get why they're doing that, but it's also low-key problematic because it's- Well, because it's- There are plenty of folk that are- in that uh, that are not quite in that stage of the transition, or maybe maybe I don't have that because that's, that's a pretty financially. Um, uh, um, it's not cheap to get all that paperwork done. You have to go to court. You have to get things yeah, changed yeah. in your ID. It's, it's it's no small deal to get all that stuff done to actually be legally recognized as male if you're transitioning from F to M. So so there's a socioeconomic argument is, to be exactly. made. Exactly. Fascists. We were, is, we were yeah. so hoping it was a. An well, egalitarian. Well, yeah. no, no, no. I mean, I mean again, but I also get why they do it. If yeah, like some okay. random, that's if, a good point. If like some random lady wants to go in there and be like, I want to see all these penises or whatever else, and like I'm gonna dress like like a dude and it'll be great, and they show their ID. Guilty. And I mean, isn't <laughs> Jesus. There's like no threat though if a lady wants to dress up like a dude and I see all say these penises, no right? I mean, I'm a no journalist. That's a little much. Yeah. What about what about my my journalistic <laughs> rights? Under the Constitution. Then, what about that? Then, then, then just find a dude to go and do it or something. What? The, what? You would say that. Okay, so we're not going to Club, <laughs> club Dallas, dude. We're gonna go. We're gonna go to West Dallas, there and we're go. gonna yeah. go to Spa Castle King. Actually, club. here's a, so Spa so, King Castle. Yes. If we're gonna talk about social economic issues in that mm-hmm. regard, just last night I was at um, Sue Ellen's, the only oh, lesbian club. Oh, that's right. You called that, me. I was gonna say, why didn't you call me? But you said I totally you did, so. did call you, okay. ma'am. Tried. Um, but yeah, so that is the only lesbian club that I know of in Dallas. And even then, um, when we went last night, uh, my friend and I, there was definitely a couple of tourists, i.e. people that were not lesbians that were there just to like gawk at the lesbians at the club. Tourists? That's not fair. <sighs> Let him speak. Who knows? <laughs> and the the story t- is yes, not over. I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> and there were also plenty of dudes there, myself among them, who, you know, were there to like hang out with, you know, their lesbian friends, whatever else. I get, I'm glad that they have that, like, you know, anybody can come in type policy. It's fine. Whatever. But, um, the, the, the point I'm trying to make is that there, that's the only lesbian club that I know of in Dallas. There may be others. Sure. There may be like underground or low key because they don't want the gawk factor. They don't want the tourist factor, which again, I totally get. They are more than welcome to have their safe spaces. Mm-hmm. I don't mean that like low key shit. I mean like really people yeah, yeah, deserve yeah. safe spaces. Yeah. Um, but so I wonder a, if there is a Dallas or a club Dallas or a Dallas club or whatever for lesbians and B, like that, that that speaks to the socioeconomic <laughs> gay can you, rights. Can you can you Google low key no gawking <laughs> lesbian club Dallas? Yeah, but just the idea that like, and this is something that that um, a couple of folks have tried to address about Oaklawn in general is how one of the reasons why Oaklawn has been able to evolve, one of the reasons why uh, gay rights have evolved to some degree, is because it may not be a white male led movement, mm-hmm. but that's one of the reasons why it's been able to get the traction that's gotten is because it contains so many white males. Absolutely. So along those lines, you know, you can talk about gay male rights all you want, but there's still only one lesbian club in Dallas. And there's probably, we're probably a long ways away from a, I'm sorry, was it Club Dallas or Dallas Club? I'm guessing Club, club Dallas. Club Dallas. Yeah, we're probably a long ways away from a you know, Club Dallas ladies edition somewhere around here for that same reason. So, Is, is Maple Peabody still a place? I have no idea who or what that is. Uh, it was a lesbian club in Denton when I lived there. Hmm. It was fun. It was a little dir- dirty. Like, I mean, just the facility, not the... I'm just saying, like it wasn't like you know, like it should be. It was in it was in bad <laughs> bad uh, bad condition. That's what I'm saying. 
Mm. But I think maybe it's closed. Yeah, that was my initial thought that like if there if there were lesbian bars, they wouldn't be like in the city center necessarily. They wouldn't be uptown. No, it was uh, this this place. You I mean, said this, Denton. Is, this is Denton. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it wasn't even the in the city center of Denton. It was mm-hmm. on the outskirts. But but yeah, there isn't. Is La Bear still a place? I don't even know what LaBear is. What? What? Ah! I don't, I, I, Educate I, I, us. Educate when I, us. When I was in college, there was a, a strip club for women where, oh, shit. where men stripped in Dallas. Ah. It was called oh. LaBear. Well, I know that, that there was a, <laughs> there was Tallywhackers. Oh, I've not heard of that. Well, Tallywhackers was a, um, basically the male or the, the female version of Chippendales. Yeah, yeah. This this was like kind La of Bear. like that, which also yeah. doesn't, which also no longer exists. But again, it, but again, that space was mostly. I don't know if it was for. It was in the neighborhoods. So I'm gonna presume it was for gay men. But I'm sure that like you know, if you're gonna have hmm. a bunch of you know you know men running around stripping, then those that appreciated men running around stripping were welcome regardless. Oh yeah, it looks like La Bear is still a place. Uh, oh. It doesn't Fourth open until seven for tonight. Like, for next so week, for reals, you might want to. Yep. I mean, we've got an hour to yeah. go. <laughs> And then we're on our way. Mm. Uh, I went to La Bear once with my friend Natalie. A while back. A while back. It was a while back. We were in college. And uh, and, and, and first of all, let, let me just say, my mom's not going to listen to this show, hopefully. But hopefully. if she does, she doesn't I just want to let she you doesn't know, about know you. mom, that, that it, this was upon Natalie's insistence. We went to a. <laughs> <laughs> I divest myself many responsibilities. She's like, I remember Natalie. We went to a Bauhaus concert. We saw Peter Murphy, and then like the next weekend, she was like, "Oh, we've got to go to La Bear." Like it was like a seamless transition there. So, <laughs> Peter Murphy. <laughs> yeah, it was really, club. really was. There's, there's no correlation. Uh, but so we went there, and we go in, and I don't even remember where the fuck that was. Uh, I have to look it up, but. So, so we go in and we get a, a table that's by this, like, it was like a runway, like a catwalk. Sure. And, uh, there are these, these, like, you know, like very fit dudes walking around or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, one of them comes up to me and he starts, like, gyrating or whatever. And, uh, I got a dollar out of my pocket and I said, please stop doing that. <laughs> wait, wait, you gave him a dollar to stop grinding up on you? Yeah. Wow. Because it, it was really, uh, it felt bad. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel good. I mean, like physically it was fine, but emotionally it felt really bad. It was bad not. To huh. me. Yeah. It, it made me feel like dirty. Like I was, like I was exploiting this, this poor man. Hmm. And then, um, so we, so we got a table next to the runway and next to us was a table, um, of women and one of them was getting married soon and this this soon-to-be bride's mother-in-law was there oh and she was mm, i mean at the time i thought she was like 90 but she but i was in my 20s so she was probably probably, yeah she was probably 50 (laughs) 50 or 60 and she's sitting next to me and there's this dude that comes up in these very small um Underpants. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and he's you know, itty bitty pantaloons. I was gonna say, how very small are we talking here? Yeah, and uh, very small, like too small for him. He needed to go at least God two sizes him. up. Were things peeking right? out? The, there was some. You continued to be peak-ish. uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah. You got it. Okay. Uh, and so, and, and you know, she and I are sitting next to each other. She's to my left, 
And he's like between the two of us, like doing this kind of thing. And Shaking <laughs> back and forth. Yeah. Yes. In and a rhythmic motion. Something that I don't understand very well at all. Is the point. Why are you going back and forth? <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> I only anyway. do that. I do that in private. <laughs> what is this? This is an outrage. So, I'm seeing Megan blush for the third time in my life right now. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so he's doing that. He's not facing us. And she turns to me and she says, touch it. <laughs> and I said, no, no. She says, I'm going to touch it. <laughs> oh, my God. Some, some grown person's mother says to me, touch it. Yeah, and then I'm going to touch it. That's it. This is, a, this is the stranger. At yeah. the table next to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to edge itself. This is yeah. here or in yeah. West Virginia? No, this was Dallas. I was I was in my 20s. I can see why this is etched forever on I the was inside an undergrad. of your brain. <laughs> and, and this was early 20s because I, I graduated uh, with the BFA when I was like 23. So I was probably 21, 22. So so she t- so she touches it. What no, no, to be clear, to be clear because my immediate question is how do you touch something like that? Is it like a tap with one finger? Is it a tug? Is it a like, "Oh, I touched it." I mean like what what do you Oh no, she didn't just touch it. She like consumed it. She like took oh, both hands oh, 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 and just like oh. First, she okay. did this oh, wow. like it was really okay. gross. Homegirl's mom. It was not her first rodeo. Ooh, yeah, girl. That was, no she way. Was, she was all up in there. No okay. way. In fact, I don't. I mean, she was she delicate she, in handling the goods. Or this was it woman like, I'm must have had like seven sons and oh. had gone to the bachelorette. Did you did you get a one lot more comfortable after this? <laughs> I didn't. It's funny you should ask. I didn't, and I think you you already knew the answer to that, which is yeah, why you asked me. That's uh, that's a thing. No, she does this like. Like cupping thing, and then she the does cupping, this. Okay. Like it was this weird. Like, have you ever seen those pornos where it's like older dudes and like really young women, and saggy and, and floppy? They, yeah, and they do this. Like it's almost like a car- oh, I hate caress. that word. It's like a caress, a soft, first, right? And so smooth, it starts out as a caress, moist, and then it gets moist. into you stop like a right now. Oh, oh, so you've seen it? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> You know all about this genre. Uh, um, right? I just want to hop in right now and say I'm glad we finally got into dicks in this podcast. Me too, Continue. man. There you go. I'm getting to the dicks. Hold on. So, <laughs> so she does this caress, right? And then, and then it like moves into this like kind of like violent, like grabbing, oh, like, like squeezing oh, okay, kind no, of motion. No, there are things you don't do and with I'm that. Like, no. Ah. Is she standing up now? She is standing up. She could not get the kind of leverage that she needed right. sitting wow. down. Yeah. She's not a she's not a big woman. I mean, mm. she's small. Mm. So she basically, she's me. like twisting dude's testes right now, and he's no, just chilling. No, she hasn't gotten to the front yet. Oh, this is the back bit. She's oh. just, she's just getting started. This is the bum. Yeah, oh. she's not finished. Mm-hmm. Oh, right? okay. I was unclear which direction. Yeah, so we're she goes from here. caressing. She's to like showing the young ladies violently. how to touch it. Yeah. Clearly, that's what's going. Yeah, I've had decades of experience, little <laughs> sister, and I'm going to show you how it's done. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Almost is what it felt like she was communicating to me. <sighs> So, so then, you know, like the guy gets an, it was so dumb on his part. I have to blame the victim here. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he wanted a tip. Yeah. It wasn't like literally. He, he probably wasn't enjoying that very much. She had long nails, by the way. And then he was oh, working. That's his job. Does he, does he, he turn was, around and present other parts? I will of tell you, he was yeah. working I mean, with an E. Come on. Like working. Uh, right? Yeah. 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 
And so, uh, so he like turns around probably cause his ass is painful. His thighs were burning. His thighs were burning at this point. Why would you say though, you're accosting this part of me that hurts. Let me give you something far more sensitive to accost. This is what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think that this victim was very intelligent because he turns uh, he just really, right really around tips. and then she does this kind of thing no, like, like a cupping a cup- scooping like a type cupping thing. scooping like an active motion not like an up and down but like a left and right so like, like so like from the scrotum to the taint type thing. yeah yeah like that okay and this poor guy's face is like eh, you know like <laughs> why are you clawing my testes yeah but at the same time like i'm really enjoying this Please don't recognize that I'm not actually enjoying this. I've seen that face before. And uh, and so she's so she's doing this with her right hand, and then she goes like this with her she, left hand. She pats pats the head. She pats right? the head of his penis with one hand. And yeah, and I, I imagine like, he's like entirely flaccid. At the- Can you pat his head and rub his testes at the same time? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So God. just to be clear, Try dude it. is like entirely flaccid at this point, right? No. Wait, 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 what? Yeah, no. So, 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 just to, I mean, I apologize for which just doesn't mean that he wanted it. So stop right there. No, actually, well, mm, that's actually an excellent question, but it's not a question. It was be, a statement. I'm telling you. I want to be clear about something here. Okay, so are we talking like dude is wearing the standard issue little speedo that they wear, and um, so basically. Her actions were confined to like there this was, was a, a little... thong. Thong. Okay, okay, but it's the thing though. Those thongs. If a man was actually erecting those thongs, mm-hmm. you know, for him to remain comfortable, you have to execute the flip. Oh, no one said this man was ever comfortable. No, 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 no. no. But, but the point I'm making is that like, <laughs> if he had an erection, he would have to execute a flip. There's no way for the for a thong to restrain an erect penis while it while it. How remains. do you think that I knew that she was like? patting the head <laughs> so he so he was in fact like pointing northward so to he, speak he was out of this shit he wait, was wait he, he was, was not the, the, the thong was the thong was no longer covering his genitals it was not restrictive so there was like a visible penis outside of the confines of the elastic here yeah so 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 his bottom half is like yeah and his top half was like no <laughs> wow so and i felt <sighs> horrible for this young man i really did because because it's a physiological response i, I am, know that there's a, a psychological factor to it but in this case like i'm deeply confused by this and a little scared okay well <laughs> i need to go well, home and do homework welcome to a woman's world yeah. which is a, a a weekly circular if you'd well, like to read that it's got lots of good articles about housekeeping and can i mean outfits i've heard the word fearection before uh, of what? Fearection. Okay. As in, you have an erection, but you're still terrified of what's happening. Kind of and like no, when you're angry and you are turned on, like in. That's just you, Megan. No, oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, yeah, what do we yes, call that? Um, no, um, uh, megrection. Uh, uh, <laughs> a megrection? What? <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, it is. I'll tell you. My point is, I, um, as we've mentioned before in the podcast, there is research that shows that. Women can have and or have an excited response in the presence of both arousing um, images and violent images. 
and it's theorized by a number of female researchers that, it right. res- that exists as a result of, hey, my vagina might get damaged unless I protect myself, regardless exactly. of if it's violent Yeah, it's a survival technique, but right? That's, so, un- that's unconscious. Yes, I have read well, that. Yeah, exactly. Entirely unconscious. Because now, yeah, it has nothing to do with what you want. Yeah, right. exactly. So, but And my question is, because of the way in which the penis is innervated, parasympathetically versus sympathetically, there is actually – it's very difficult for the two to coexist. A sympathetic response, a fear, fight, or flight response, the way in which your penis is involuntarily innervated, basically means you are going to lose your erection. The sympathetic, the, the parasympathetic response, the response, the, um, rest and repose, hang out, and or it's also called the feed and fuck response is going, it's one of the reasons why we go to dinner on dates is basically going to more likely to give you an erection. So I'm not, and this is not to, and I, I by all means, I'm not trying to. Blaming. I'm not trying to engage in victim blaming. Is that what blaming, you're doing? And I'm trying to not say that, like, he hey, totally if you it. had an erection when someone touched you in a way you didn't like, that means you wanted it. I am trying to understand that. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm saying that from my understanding of the way that physiology works in men, mm-hmm. it's counterintuitive to that set of processes. And I also know plenty of people that are into humiliation play to where the act of being humiliated in that fashion and or being simulated in that fashion as much as, and it could be maybe dude was play acting for his, 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 his role in that part or one of the reasons why he has that gig or whatever else. So it's not, I'm just it, trying it, to understand it didn't appear that. to be his first rodeo. I'll tell you that. So, so he was working. Point. Yeah. He was at work. Yeah. He's doing his job. But, but again, if he, if he's definitely gotten her and I mean, again, I need to do research. I mean, readers out there, if you want to point me towards some of this research and or your personal experiences as traumatic. But you talked about that study where. For women. Yes. For men, a whole different set of wiring. So it's, um, so I'm curious if that's the case or if it's different or whatever else. Email us at uh, secretlytimid at gmail.com if you have any pointers and or personal experiences on those lines. Yeah. I would like to, I would like to hear both those personal experiences. I'm very, very curious about this. This was upsetting for me. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying, I'm sorry. I believe that this was upsetting for this poor young mm, man. Mm-hmm. It was also upsetting for me to witness it. Mm. Do you think he knew that it was upsetting in the moment or that's just what you perceive? For him? Or yeah, for, for him, for him. No, I, I'm, well, okay. I, I can't pretend to know how he felt. You're perceptive. And that's kind of what you're insisting. It, it, it seemed to me that this was not something that he was like chuffed about, like, he was not like, yeah, tonight an old lady is going to rub my head and it's going to be amazing. I can't wait to do it again. Mm. That is not the perception that I got. So you're not looking forward to um, so So now I'm just looking to get revenge. So yeah, right. let's go to the strip yeah. club. I mean, it doesn't open until 7, so. Are we going tonight to the strip club? <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to stay long. Exactly. There it is. 2007. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Intense job. The but I, but I feel like the, the strip club is different from the from the bathhouse. This is very, very true. Very like, true. not all nakedity is the same. Yes. Yeah. Nakedity differs considerably. There is comfortable leisurely nakedity. There is nakedity for pay. Yeah. There is uh, nakedity, un- un- unwilling nakedity, willing nakedity. There's a varying different types, shades, and tones of nakedity. Mm-hmm. I agree. But you recommend the bathhouses here in Dallas I that are do. not necessarily sexual. I'm a huge fan of non-sexual nakedity. Right. And the bathhouses and being being nude or not in public and, mm-hmm. and, and, and bathing and relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. I recently – so 
Um, the last time I they're went Asian, for, right? Though here in Dallas, are they Asian? Korean specifically. Okay, yes. Huh. There are Japanese bathhouses. I'm sure, not sure. They're King and Castle they're, are both Asian. King Spa and Spa Castle are both Korean spas. Yes. Oh, weird. Okay, why? Yes. Because it's not a United States tradition it's to bathe huge. with the community. I would argue. But it it is, hold on a minute. But it is are we other bathing places? with the community? Yeah. I do, no, I don't want to do that. Oh, okay. <sighs> okay, so let's be clear about a couple of things. Okay. Uh, number Clarify. one, um. In the U.S., I'm not sure if it's – I'm not going to say it was a U.S.-originated thing, but there are natural springs, a variety of places in the U.S. that were noted for their natural spring-type properties. Uh-huh. And they, they, there were bathhouses. I'm not going to say it's an originally European tradition no. or this thing the U.S. always did, but there have been spaces in the U.S. for a couple hundred years, like there's hot springs. They're in, called um, hot springs or yeah, warm springs. Exactly. What happened? And they were more for like therapeutic medicinal stuff. It wasn't like let's all go bathe together. Um, the let's all go bathe together thing, as far as I know, was primarily thing that resulted, that came from Japan and China and, the Mediterranean. and Korea and Mediterranean and so on. Yeah. Super Definitely gross. Mediterranean. That's super gross. And, and Turkey and other places. Well, this is the thing. It wasn't super gross though, because number one, let's not forget in the Northern Europeans. Africa, it yeah. still happens. Yeah. And, and in Turkey, everyone mm-hmm. goes to exactly. the house. And, it's and, actually and, the Europeans that were pretty gross when it came to not doing that. By Mediterranean, <laughs> I mean like Asia, Africa, and Europe. My, the, my the, the, ex-boyfriend the really liked the stuff. Turkish back bathhouses when he went to well that's what you, about you, it your ex was into other stuff too though he, so. he, he was into no, it no, he not my ex-husband my ex-boyfriend oh sorry he was or wasn't he was into not into much stuff uh, and did he like the turkish baths yeah he really liked it yeah the hammam is i think it's pretty fucking awesome. therapy it's yeah. just it's just water therapy he said he got a nice massage yeah. oh fuck yeah yeah and i think that that tradition is a great fucking idea but that's not necessarily the american tradition of bathing which is more about like Health, these water getting clean type things but to address Purity. but but to address your th- your resistance to doing that i think it's i mean there's not a lot of ground in the european space for like let's all go to this place and bathe together because I think it's kind of, I mean, well, apart, outside of the Mediterranean and or the classical world, I think it maybe it should be a part of that matrix. I mean, well, yes, historically, the one good thing that European lack of bathing has gotten them was a lot of, you know, uh, microbial resistance that allowed them to, you know, in fact, and take over a lot of the world. But the point I'm trying to make is that's still a great idea as far as actually being able to get that, you know, intimacy with people that you spend a lot of time with and, that that that, that mammal bonding type. But Let's not call it bathing then, because that's because that, that is the verb in in not to get technical. <laughs> you are more. I you are the one. Like allowed you'd to like to get technical. No, no, no. I so swore that when I that? came, I wouldn't be like. And in the Greek, it is. <laughs> you are no, you are allowed to get no, no. technical though, because that's literally Swim, like swimming, or like if you go to the beach in Spain or France or Italy, you're bathing mm-hmm. and you wear your bathing costume. That's gross. Just Why checking. Is it gross, Just though? checking. Why is it gross? You're literally there to get clean. Look, it, I think it's the word bathing and bath. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I don't want to. I don't want to take a bath by myself, even because then I'm like, like sitting in, in a pool of my own. Would you like, have a bathe? Would you have shit. a bathe in a lake? Because that that's just that's just linguistics. Like no, have I'm a gonna swim, swim. Have a dip. Have I'm going to have, have a, a swim okay, in a... But not a bathe. I mean, in a lake is kind of dirty. I, I think dirty. this has to do with a fundamental... A fundamental difference in understanding of what a bathing process consists of from a Western point of view versus Water. what a bathing process consists of in an Asian and what, or classical what that, point of view. What that, what that verb means, yes. Okay, because here's the deal. One of the things that I like to use to do was – uh, not to use an anecdotal just me thing because there's a variety of other traditions that do variations of this. Okay, 
this is the thing you do when you go to the spa too. You, the first thing you do is you go to the shower and remove the nast. Okay, you do a quick little showery thing to get the nasty stuff off of you. Then there's a special area over here where basically it looks like a vanity mirror type thing with a little short stool. And you literally spend as much time as you want doing the fine details, right? It's not just like, hey, I've gone to the shower and now I'm clean. You sit at a little stool with a little mirror and you like your shampoos you your and your nail stuff and like your pedicure stuff, your manicure stuff, your hair stuff. And you just spend time getting down with yourself and cleaning all the little nooks and crannies and things and scrubbing this part and scrubbing that part. And there's a little sink there in front of you. And it's just this dedicated time for self-care and maintenance. Okay. And then after after that, when you finish both of those two processes, then you can hang out and soak in hot scented or um, scented pools or like therapeutic, like water jets in fancy places or a variety of other things you do after you've been made clean. But why do you have to do it with other people? I I understand. Like, huh. okay. So, it's the communal aspect. So you don't have today's hmm. oils on you. Okay, fine. And, but what if you're not thorough? I don't, I don't want to sit in a fucking stew pot with you, hmm. you know, with all of our junk. But what if it's like very heavily chlorinated? Or like it's got but it lots of sulfur. Oh, it's not. but it is. It is. Like there's minerals. It has to be. I mean, whether whether it's chlorine or sulfur, I'm kind of I'm just being rhetorical. It, it's both like, actually. It's got, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Both it depends. Well, you know what, guys? I am out of shape and I look terrible and I don't want to do that in front of other people. And it's a bunch of That's old Korean ladies and dudes who are also, you know, not exactly at the prime of their life and have saggy bits and it's okay. You know what's so funny is that it's so fucking hot in there and steamy and nobody <laughs> Everything can Everything sags anyway. And, so and, okay. and you're also like only 25% conscious. So you've conscious. done this before? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean. So I'm the only one. No, well, uh, it's unusual. You know, for the typical American, I guess, mm. to have done this. I didn't do it here. I did it in Turkey and in Morocco and in Japan. I didn't of, even realize I was a, a chronic bather. Yeah, it's, it's actually really bad. <laughs> a friend of mine had a similar – she was okay with all of the other stuff until she got a um, full body massage and scrub while at the facility. And she she's still like a little affected by, you know, hey – it's one of these exfoliating, um, uh, exfoliating scrub type things. And the person that's exfoliating you is just like, yep, okay, we're going to exfoliate you now. So we're going to touch all those bits. I mean, they're not like, you know. You're just a lump of meat. They're not like intimately stimulating your labia. But for goddamn sure, they're going to make sure that you're going to be are thorough and you might like that. Yeah. No, so, and you she know was just what? like, oh, if somebody's going to scrub around those bits, mm-hmm. they better fucking stimulate my labia. <laughs> And it better smell like rose water. If we're gonna, if we're gonna go there, you're gonna fucking go there. So you want a happy ending? Yes, <laughs> yes, I do. See, but then you get all sweaty in a different way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like to feel like. I mean, I walk up the stairs and I'm sweating. It's I'm I'm a disgusting person. <laughs> you are not a disgusting. I am. Person. I really am. It's it's really gross. It's Megan, gross to be. Your me. house is really clean, Megan. No, I know that's why because I'm really gross. I was also. I mean, I still am a very ruddy, like descended from Santa Claus, white white person. Yeah, yeah. And and luckily, for some reason, I was a foreign exchange student in Spain and mm-hmm. like stayed there for many years and kept going back and then was like, yeah, okay, like I'll go to Istanbul, whatever. And like, okay, I'll go into this like Berber village and clean myself in a tiny, tiny Not hot shack with a with a with a rock. You know, <laughs> that sounds like, amazing. Yeah. Like, and, and, and like, it was 
public, but I think that means it was like me and the two ladies who were helping me scrub myself with a rock. You know, I mean, it was there was a variety of of ways to bathe, but the but the the theme is that it it was communal. Also, let's let's remember that one of the reasons why that communal thing exists culturally is because in order to have a facility where that kind of space can exist, one person, unless you're obscenely rich, doesn't have the funds to generate and or support that facility. So the community generates the space so the community can use that space. And they started very, working on heating the water like like late in the morning so that yeah. like in the evening it could be hot. So and you have that much it. water to support the, the community. Co- the community was into it. It's kind of a it's kind of a low-key first world problems thing to expect to have that degree of community support to generate something that just you can use by yourself. I, I'll tell you this. Um with with regard to the comment that I made about feeling bad about yourself, um I have never had such. Do you mean a, physical self? Yes. I don't know what comment yes. you're referring yes, to. Yes, yes. Okay, I've never had s- such a boost in um, physical self-esteem as I have. Well, I mean, it was emotional, but based on the physical bit, uh, I've never had such a good boost um, as I did when I started working at the strip club when I was in my twenties. Because, and I thought about this a lot. Um, I went to the strip club and I was just a waitress. I was not a dancer, obviously. Oh, I mean, obviously. What? Like, and- can we edit that out? <laughs> Seriously. Go back. Please. Don't clarify. Don't, don't yeah. edit that out, John. Just leave that there. <laughs> and, uh, and, edit. like, they, I started to notice, like, men don't really give a shit. And, <clears throat> and, and I, talk. and I had never, no, they don't. Hashtag real talk. And I had never, <laughs> like. The men at the strip um, club and, and wherever you were. Didn't right. It, well, it was here. It was in Dallas. Um, I think it was called something gross, like the trophy club or some shit. The trophy I, club is still around, by the way. Oh, gross. Yeah. I, I, I picked that particular place because my roommate at the time went there all the time. And he said, well, the, the waitresses, they don't have to wear anything weird. So I went there and I talked to the manager and he's like, yeah, you just have to have like a, a black shirt and a black skirt. I was like, I can do that. So I did. Um, but I started to notice like men didn't really give a shit. Like there was a, a stripper once that I saw that had a string hanging out of her vag and like women with like, you know, like that women that look like real women as opposed to like airbrushed whatever children mm-hmm. and you know like not and and i realized at that time like the only time that i had really seen women naked like really was on television or in, in porn flicks and stuff where yeah, they're carefully coiffed like, and so on because you don't walk around naked with your mm-hmm. female friends there's no cause to do it like when you're in the locker room in junior high or whatever, you've got a towel around you mm. and you're very conscious of that. You don't see real bodies. Exactly. So, so I realized at that time, like, whoa, maybe I, maybe my barometer is off. Maybe this is, you know, maybe what I expect everyone else is expecting is not real. So to elaborate on that, I think that, um, to, on that point, it's a matter of, what society feels that women should look like. And if we're going to use the male gaze as a barometer, which is a terrible barometer to use. In this but context, is, though, that is but, the. But that is, but that is in, in this context, the barometer. The, the, what's, what society says what men want women to look like and what men actually want women to look like, or at least that, that range, there is a considerable schism there. And I, th- and I think that, 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 that schism is, is what you're referring to. 
what I mean, you're supposed to not actually have stretch marks. You're supposed to not have spider veins. You're supposed to have perfectly clear and translucent skin. You're Your eyes to be are supposed 12. to be. You're supposed yeah. to be twelve or whatever other age or whatever old. super young age. Those men understand that at least you know most men I talk to understand that actual existence yes. and are perfectly happy with a woman who is actually a woman. But unfortunately, society has encoded all of us and men as well. That entire like V shaped. Super cut abs. I mean, women definitely suffer far more considerably from that image discrepancy. But there is what movies and film and TV have told us what we're supposed to look like. And there's what people actually look like. And we're not told because, again, we don't spend enough time naked around each other to have any kind of baseline for what folks look like. Mm-hmm. This probably is what everybody's supposed to look like. Should. So, hey, y'all, go to the bathhouse mm-hmm. and see what naked humans look like. Mm-hmm. You might see some things that yeah. are interesting it's and very, not feel very, nearly yeah. as weird. Very go different. Very different spa. Oh, 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 oh. There's actually different than Vogue magazine. Very different. Um, there is a um, – God, I'll, I'll try to remember to put the, this website in the links. There's actually a website that exists solely for the purpose of telling other women, hey, this is what our boobs look like. It's it's literally just like pages upon pages of women who are um, – I don't know if it was started because of breast cancer survivors, but there definitely are some women who are breast cancer survivors. I think – I want to say it was someone's art project. It's just a bunch of boobs. Where it's just literally for, for, for the purpose of yeah. establishing a baseline of this is what boobs look like outside mm-hmm. of like por- – outside of like 19-year-old porn boobs. There was a, a really there good uh, magazine that, too, that I exactly. bought in England once. I Maybe it was a nylon magazine. I can't remember exactly, but I'm sure I still have it because I I don't throw anything away, but it had like, um, it, it took the average statistics from s- different countries and found women that embodied, pun intended, those mm-hmm. statistics mm-hmm. and put them all out, like, and took photos of them all. Like, this look is like Barbie? What the average woman. No, nobody oh, did. I mean, got uh, it. Uh, well, Japan looked like, like a, Japanese lady, ten-year-old boy, mm. basically. They make a lot of dolls, yeah. and they sell a lot of dolls that look like ten-year-old boys. And the U.S., uh, the U.S. and Britain looked pretty similar, except uh, Britain had maybe just a little bit smaller of a waist, but you know had larger bottom halves, and it was it was really very interesting. So I this is not- stats for what people actually measured, not what. Not the right. desired measurements. Yes. Oh, okay, got it. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Like there, the- there was a similar project to that where a um, – God, I can't remember the agency. But the point of the matter is there was a picture of a model and it was submitted to one of the um, – to a uh, Photoshop artist from a different country as far as someone who professionally goes through and does graphic design uh, changes that, yeah. to uh, to basically make that person more attractive for the you know the the international equivalent or that country's equivalent to vanity fair or whatever else to make basically you know airbrush them to make them look pretty according to that particular culture's aesthetic and the choices they made in regard to how much i make up or how little i make up or what color or how they alter the person's nose or how much lighter they made them and the number of pla- number of places that chose to make the model who was like, you know, one of those ethnically ambiguous kind of like cafe au lait type colors mm-hmm. and how many places that chose to make them white as fuck mm. and or the places where the 
parading population was not white, but they still chose to make the sure. model lighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and or just other choices they made as far as chin adjustments, earlobe adjustments, whatever else is extraordinarily telling and kind of terrifying. Hmm. We, so <laughs> we're going to have to put a lot of links because you've you mentioned a lot of cool stuff. Please, um, uh, please add your stuff in there. I'll, I'll, I'll link the, uh, uh, Photoshop study and the boob and the boob study in there. But there's the boob study. Boob study. Boob, boob he project. He says with a, Boobs stamp I'm, on his right we were, hand. We were out at Sue Ellen's last Yeah, what's that about? We were at Sue Ellen's and Sue Ellen's stamp to show, hey, you paid the cover and you're in here. It, it says boobs. So I have boobs in large, like, you know, impact style font on my right, uh, right, uh, right hand. It's pretty awesome. So we want to wrap this up probably. Yeah, yeah. We've been running for a little while now. This is a long rambling podcast, but I feel like the, the, I feel uh, like we, forgot, a, we talked about boobs instead of dicks. Oops. We, well we talked about both. Yeah, okay. there's boobs and dicks involved. All right. Plenty plenty of dicks. I always felt bad when we talked about dicks too much when when Regina was involved because she functionally had like no interest whatsoever. She was the Probably only person why who like, had not, no uh, interest been in dicks. on the podcast in a while. We terrified her away <laughs> with her talk of dicks. No, yeah. she's just like Did we also forget to talk about politics? There, oh there was my the, god, the, was this a was this a that well, name was, free episode? There was the Florida school teacher in White yeah, House. Yeah, but still we, we didn't talked talk about, about the government. I mean that's Yeah, political. yeah, right. but we, we managed to not say dude's name the entire time. I'm not saying it right now so we can continue to not say that name. Yeah, that's don't say no, we don't have to that's yeah. amazing. everybody knows. All yeah. right. Is there cool. is there anything that I feel like you didn't get much of an opportunity to to speak. introduce yourself and say hi. Which Hi. Obviously. Yeah, you I'll be are back. Welcome I'll be to back. Come back next week. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. No, I just, it, it was so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. I, it's We're an honor and a privilege. Oh. Well, I don't know if it's an honor. It sure is for or me. a privilege. Actually. I'm going to tell you. Well, you've got very low standards and we'd love to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> Yay, low standards. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, um, uh, there is a song of the week. And Fuck, there um, is a song of the week. There, oh, shit. What's the let's song not, of the week? Let's not end this because I got to fucking find out. So what while it Megan's trying to remember what the song of the week is, um, be sure to reach out to us at secretlytimid oh, at uh, com. Whether it's about parasites. Where it's about parasites keep, or, keep or white supremacy. Just go on. I'm and go going. On. Oh, I can do that. Okay. <laughs> Whether it's about uh, interesting parasites you've encountered that affect human behavior or interesting parasites you've encountered altogether in your pets or in yourself. Mm. Whether it's about um, your personal feelings uh, and or research you've heard, read about, done about um, male you know, sexual arousal in reaction to a variety of stimuli. Uh, or, or female arousal. Female arousal. I'm going to slide right off this chair. There you go. <laughs> wow. Or humiliation play or anything else we've talked about today that you find particularly interesting. Um, questions, comments, harangues. Uh, I can be located at uh, capital O underscore capital T underscore capital N underscore capital O on Twitter. Uh, I don't believe Megan has a Twitter account. I don't believe no, that Sarah has a Twitter I don't account. Even, no, don't really contact me. Is. Yeah, yeah. Don't ever contact Sarah. Sarah hates that. No. But if you want to send Megan dick pics, she's very excited about that. Oh, um, right. Cause you guys got some. Yeah, yeah. Megan did. I don't know. So basically send the dick pics too for Megan. I thought they were uh, for John. Well, either really. Um, actually pretty much everybody in this podcast. I mean, John's not here, pics. but he's still taking dick pics. Yeah. I yeah. If, if you want to take, oh, yeah. if you want to send any day dick pics, please That's send them also and others, to I'm secretly sure. timid at, at, at Gmail. We'll, we'll, we'll happily dick your, take your pick take both we'll your dick, dick ticks and your hot takes or your hot dick takes <laughs> however you wish it. to phrase that you found okay so <laughs> found this week's song is it is hallelujah in parentheses so low it's by a band called editors editors Excellent. i have not heard of 
Well, so I'm sure I'm they're curious fancy and to nice. hear if it's the same Hallelujah that I I know so well. Is it the, the Jeff Buckley, the Leonard Cohen, many, many, many different. Did you hear the? Do you listen to um, the Revisionist History podcast? Yes. By, uh, yeah. Did you hear the Hallelujah? episode i don't so good how long ago was that not long ago okay then a couple months okay uh oh hey if we're as long as we're giving podcast shout outs um i'm a frequent and fervent listener of still processing uh a podcast it's basically like me too you know cool black queer stuff and their podcasts are is that, always is it amazing cool black queer stuff it's among it, seems, it seems universal cool. to me it is universal i agree but not that i'm not black and queer but i'm just saying <laughs> not that you're not black and queer i mean it seemed, my yeah. point is, I sent it to my mom yesterday. Still, <laughs> still processing. You, you you came out to your mom as black and queer. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. She already knew. I mean, she, she did. Knew it. She did. Yeah. She knew before I did. But I still sent her the podcast. I mean, I, you know, this but, one. No, the well, oh, that's okay. tomorrow. Has she <laughs> tomorrow heard this you're one? Tomorrow, you're on this one. Oh, good. But the that's one still. Pro- I want to hear about revisionist history, which yeah. I have listened to. The Malcolm but still, Gladwell. But, but yes, but, but still. Please listen to this worth, past week's episode. I mean, it's worth listening to. I'd love to go more into that uh, maybe next week when we can talk about how uh, their theories in regard to um, basically they they discuss. Uh, Love, the, sex, queerness. Yeah, it's in light of this round of Oscar nominations and the Pop number of culture. films that are about relationships and how those and how those relationships paradigms have changed versus like the the eighties romantic comedy rom coms and how rom coms kind of died and now it's films all about like basically the gender war of sorts that's taking the place. the silo genders in, in, in the social homo social mm-hmm. dude bro movies or like girls trip movies highly that's highly, where highly the romance happens it's with you your girlfriends or with your boyfriends a, a regular member no i'm just i'm just i'm just parroting back what i heard on a way yeah. cooler podcast yeah, yeah the, the episode is yeah, called we so want many. to know what love is <laughs> highly recommended we'll try to include that How among everything else in the show notes but yeah i think okay. but revisionist history yeah, Malcolm Gladwell mm-hmm. does revisionist history. He had a an episode on uh, I, I can't remember what the the name of the episode was called, but it was uh it was about uh remakes, like musical remakes and they were talking hmm. he was talking about um Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah yeah. and then um Buckley. Yeah. Which which was fucking terrible by the way. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but Oh yeah. The the and then Jeff Buckley kind of made it Amazing. something. All right. So anything else? Questions, uh, comments, ducks, chickens, geese. We're good? Yeah. Goats. Okay. All right. So this is uh, Hallelujah Solo by Editors. Bye. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Is this what editing is for? I'm like, I think I can hear it, but I hear it very, very far away. This is some bullshit. Otieno, fix it. <laughs> God damn it. You should make John fix it in post. This is... He'll fix yeah. it. John will fix it. I believe in Joe. Bullshit. You should just take off. I bleed like a million air. My bones lay with dust in your care. Just don't leave this old dog to go lame. This life requires another name.
Requires another name